Welcome to the 10 Pence Arcade Podcast Chicago Edition. Arcade Road Trip Part 1. We're in Heathrow Airport in the, what's this place called, Vic? A cafe. Cafe. Mr. Tronad is here. Say Merlin, Mr. Curator. Curate, curator. Curator. Unfortunately, Alex can't make it. He's done his back in, so uh, we love you. We love you, buddy. We're going to play some games. Alex. going to play some games for you. Yep. We're getting on a plane in a minute, hopefully. I'll drink your coffee. Leave me alone. And we'll see you in, the, in a minute. Goodbye. Arcade Road Trip Part 2. We're on a plane. You might wonder what the noise is. It's the plane. So, oh no, it's okay. He's maxing out. It's that plane noise. Yeah, we're flying high. We are. We're whispering. So we don't look like idiots. Yeah. But Sean's just tried to butter a crack up the spoon. <laughs> I didn't see the knife. It's a see-through knife. I didn't see it because it's see-through. Yeah. We but, saw was the plane. Yeah. Anyway, it's a nice biscuit. Nice biscuit. That's all we've got to report now. Goodbye. Move laughing cat. Bye. Arcade road trip. Oh, part C. One dimension. We've finished with the plane bit, haven't we, Vic? We've got off the plane. We're in car now. Dave Tronads has hired a car for us, which is good. Cause, oh, hang on. Too far to walk. Yeah, so have a lot of walking. Where are we going? To Walmart to it's, get some arcade stuff. Yeah, it's too early to check into the Airbnb, so we're going to Walmart to get some stuff. There's some indoor skydiving there. Look at that. I'm How gonna, do you indoor skydive? I'm going to compare it's, prices and custard oh, creams. Hello, big fans. In a bit. There we go. We've just been in Walmart. I've got one of my mini arcade things already. I've got the Ms. Pac-Man one. I could have got the Fix-It Felix, but I had a knackered box, so I'm not having that one. I'm not having it. And we spent half an hour in the snack aisle. We've got loads of snacks. Yeah, and you're trying to feed me and poor old Dave your bloody M&M things. It does say they're only 150 calories a serving, but it, my serving's a large thing. Yeah, and they're like crack. Keep them away from me, you pusher. <laughs> right. And we're on the way to Target. To get some more. Target? Yeah, snacks, probably. And we've seen a game shop, haven't we? Buy, sell, game things. We're having some of that. Yeah, mm. hell for that. Hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. Hello. It's half five at night. We've been, it's half five at night. Chicago time. We've been awake for a very long time. We've, we've had a fantastic pizza at yeah. Bartoli's Pizza Area in downtown Chicago. And it was Chicago. a 14 inch, very deep dish. Deep dish, it's called Chicago Stockyard Italian yeah. sausage, bacon. Stuff full of meat. Pepperoni, prosciutto. Is that that one? Posh wine? It's a wine. Prosecco. I thought it'd be. Yeah. And ham. And we've had that. Where else and, have we been? Italian beef. Oh yeah, the, it's, uh, the it's, Airbnb's it's, lovely. It's bitingly cold here. You've got here. tomato sauce on the side of your glasses. Have I? <laughs> I don't know, it's halfway down the side there. That's blood. Oh, is it? Did you, did you have a knife fight on the way here? Yeah. With a child? Yeah. <laughs> it won. <coughs> so we are waiting for Whitney to get in right now. It's about an hour away. Uh, we're going to go back to the Airbnb with some pizza for Whitney. Wait from there and we're possibly going on to Logan. Logan Arcade, yeah, yeah, it's not far from here. We're going to have a few... That'll be our uh, first taste of the arcade. A few games at Logan, and then it's bed. No, and then it's beer time the other way. Oh, yeah, Hot Leaf. Hot, hot Leaf. We've got loads of hundreds of IPAs, kids. Woo! APAs. APAs, American Pale Ale. Hmm. So we'll probably do an update from Logan. That won't make much sense. Hey, kids. It is the end of the day. We've been awake for nearly a day, haven't we? About 23 hours. Whitney has joined us from the Broken Token Whitney. podcast. Woo! 
Hey Whitney. Good evening guys. He's Hello. Got a mouthful of peanut butter at the moment. I, I, yeah. I do have, a, yeah, a mouthful <laughs> of food, sorry. And the Skyskipper project, which was awesome. Oh yeah. We've been to... Logan. Logan, arcade. Yeah. Most new pinballs in one place I've ever seen. Yeah, really good, really nice Brand atmosphere. Like a proper proper bar atmosphere, but mixed with, nicely mixed with video games and pinballs. PS de Resistance, 10 player Killer Queen. We couldn't yeah. get near because there were 10 people on it. Yeah, that looks interesting, doesn't it? It does look a fun game. Mm. I, I think it's only in the arcade, is that right, Winnie? But I'd like, it'd be good to play that online, wouldn't it? Yeah. With friends, that'd be great. Mm. But I, don't, I think it's destined for the arcade only, which is good. But there's only like 10 in the US. Yeah, I think you say, Whitney, there's like a crowd that follows them around and sort of fanatically plays. That, that's exactly right. They're lead, they, they have like league play, yeah. match events, everything. So it's already <laughs> gathered quite the following. What is that game that's a bit like Asteroids and Gravatar? That's a, a multiplayer game. It's a new one. Cosmotron. Cosmotrons. Did you guys have, record on? I have never seen one of those. Oh, really? No, I have not. I can't remember what podcast it was. It was one of our American friends did a podcast and they were talking about it. Okay. And it, it looks like a vector game. It's a bit like a cross between Gravitar and Asteroids. Yeah. And I think you chase each other around yeah. multiplayer. And it's a really nice shape, like a huge cabinet. Mm, that's interesting. I wonder if it? Doc Max got one. Maybe. Maybe that's where I heard it. Well, that'd be interesting. We'll see you tomorrow. Probably yeah. tomorrow. We're going to the Galloping Ghost. We are. Yeah. And what's the other one? Underground Retrocade. Underground Retrocade, yeah. We'll have to see to how it goes. Yeah. Right by ear at the moment, but we're going to do at least a half a day in the Galloping Ghost. And then a full day on Saturday. Yes. But it'd be nice to get to Underground Retrocade as well, because it's got quite a way out. Yeah. Yeah. And then probably do that on Saturday as well, because it's worth two trips, mm -hmm. I think. Um, yeah. But I was quite impressed with Logan. I went there before. They had more videos before, which is better for us. They got a ton of pinballs now. Yeah. Brand mm -hmm. new ones. They had the Beatles there. They had that. What was that? Can Crusher one, Whitney? Yeah. The the, uh, the Pabst. I think can it's the Crusher. Pabst Blue Ribbon Can Crusher, I believe. They were a beer manufacturer. Yeah. Pabst. I saw it at the bar. Mm. So it's obviously a themed thing. Yeah. It's a very simple pinball. Yeah. And they had all the rock and metal music ones. They had Metallica, AC/DC, Iron Maiden. Uh, what was the other ones? Aerosmith, Aerosmith Kiss, was Kiss, there. all, all yeah. the sort of bandy ones, you know, the music themed ones. Yep. That Elvira, signed Elvira, that was nice looking thing. Mm. Like and that. a weird mix of videos, really, right from. Beastie Feasties. Yeah, right from Mario Brothers, right up to Walking Dead and Jurassic Park. and yeah, brand new ones. Yeah, yeah. new ones. Yeah, quite a weird mix, really. Good, I'm, though. I've never seen out in the wild a Beastie Feaster, aka. Super glob before, and it was really nice to play in an old Pac-Man. Was that a proper marquee or made up? It looked a bit. It was a proper one. Yeah, it looks really cheap. Yeah. So I think the game was a bootleg that ran on Pac-Man hardware. That's how I understand it. But it's, it's a, a fun game. It's a though. real fun game. If it's a very fun the, game. If you get the, is it the eighty-six in one Pac-Man add-on, Whitney? Um, the I, the Mike Doyle kit. It, it, it's on that. It, it is on the Mike Doyle kit. Yeah. Brent Brent would actually know because I believe he has a Mike Doyle. I, I do not. Though. Yeah, a friend of mine yeah. had one years ago. I wouldn't mind getting one myself actually because there's some good games on that. Yeah, I, I hear it's pretty much the the, the, the most popular one to get. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it is high quality and everything. So that's when I first came across Superclub and I loved it. Such well, a I still game. not played it properly. I'll have to play. Oh, it. it's a really good little game. <laughs> It's really badly made. It's got loads of glitches and no, it's not features like, it's in not it. not like Kangaroo, is it? No, no, no. Better than that. But it's got lots of really crap 
collision detection in it. Oh, it you get used to it though, like Phoenix, you get used to the glitches. It's kangaroo too. No, it's better than that. Okay. Anyway, we're going now, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. Hey kids, it's Friday morning. Is it Friday morning? It is. Beep, 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 alert, alert, cold weather alert. It's minus seven degrees C. Nineteen degrees. Yeah, nineteen degrees to the people living in the seventeenth century, <laughs> and uh, it's that would be flipping me. cold, isn't it? It is. We're just on the way to the little goat breakfast diner. Diner. Go on, do your joke. No, I'm gonna have some proper biscuits, not UK biscuits. And biscuits and gravy. and gravy, mushroom and sausage gravy. Oh, that sounds good. Ooh. Whitney wants a big omelet. Yeah. Tronads is having. Are you up again? Continue straight under North Avenue. I can't remember what it's called. It was something with yummy things in. Yeah, it was good. French toast. Yes. Oh, yes. French toast. Yeah. What's better than getting bread, bad for you, and deep frying it in egg, bad for you, equals good for you? <laughs> we call that eggy There's bread. Yeah. yeah, French toast. French toast, that sounds better, doesn't it? I don't understand this junction. Dave's going to get us killed I in a moment. to everyone here, I think. Anyway, but before we get killed, the weather, even though it's minus seven, there's no frost, there's no ice. Just very cold air. Isn't it weird? Cold. You won't be able to open the car doors in the UK. No, because we get a lot of precipitation. Hello, madam. There's some nice people crossing the road. Morning. We're English, you know. Ha ha. Hello. I see a gap. I see a gap. Do you like a cup of Go tea? For <laughs> Go for it, Dave. Don't wheel spin. Don't make it wheel spin. We're going. We're going. Goodbye. We've been to that goat place. Fantastic biscuits and gravy, which is a scone with goat place. What do you mean? Goat? Goat, the goat oh, goat's place. Yeah. Okay. Which was bis Which was a scone. With mushroom sauce, biscuits and gravy, that's what they called it. Absolutely lovely. Then we went shopping. Shopping mall. Yes. Shopping mall. Which looks look, look to me a bit like the Trafford Sense, hi Vic. Hello. And then we went to Portillo's for dinner, for lunch. Michael Portillo's. And we met Mike. What was what's Mike's surname from Stern Pinball? Uh, it's Mike Vinnikow. We met, and he was telling us yeah, some fantastic stories about great the history guy. of Stern and what's going on now. He told us everything is going to get sacked. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a great guy. He was very, he very really. accommodating, very great guy. He didn't really. He was more about the history of himself, really, wasn't it? Yeah, where he's worked. really interesting yeah. stories. And then we went to the Galloping Ghost for three hours, just so we can check it out tomorrow. But we're still here. This is a quick snifter to the ghost. Yeah, this is fantastic. I've been sniffing around the ghost. This is fantastic, this place. We're coming back tomorrow for a full day, but it's just absolutely Overwhelming, awesome. Overwhelming, isn't it? We'll, yeah, we'll talk more about it's it tomorrow. Too much tomorrow. to play. Yeah. yeah. I've been In playing way, all the rare city. stuff and the yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've been playing some bizarre games. And yeah. They're real fun. Some of them. I just played Crater Raider a minute ago. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's really. It's like an up-down uh, stick with a trigger and then a spinner. Yeah. And you dive down craters and come up to other places and you've got to rescue ladies. Rescue, yeah. I got to level... No, I don't do level two. I'm going to play that tomorrow, that's really good. Yeah, I played one called uh, Space Invaders, that was quite good. Invaders from space? Yeah. How dare they? Would they like a cup of tea? No, I think they would, then they would go home. Well, they don't like liquids. Oh no, yeah. They, they, come, in, they come in peace, shoot the pee. And drink tea. Peas? Anyway, we're going. Now, yes. we, now we're going to the Underground Retro Cave. We're going to see Scott. Woohoo! We've just come out of the underground retrocade and what a beautiful, well laid out arcade it is, isn't it? Gorgeous. Oh, wasn't it gorgeous? A lot of the machines are sort of side up, sort of side on, so you can see the side art as you walk down the arcade. And they're grouped by manufacturer as well, which is a really great idea. Yeah, there's two floors. At the moment, yeah. do you notice there was a basement being worked on? Yeah. Yeah. 
And he's got a little sort of offset pinball room as well with some lovely pinballs in. Continue on. Uh, people are, are listening to this, they've probably seen the video by now. Dave's in a bit of Grand Theft Auto now. We have got a Chick-fil-A. Yeah, chicken fillet. Chicken fillet. There's there was about 180 games there, and there probably will be again. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going back tomorrow because I need to get that Phoenix record. I can Some do of them that. scores we can get, can't we? There's, there's yeah. high scores on the cabs. They're, they're so close, I can <laughs> taste them. I'm, I'm, I'm still number two on their Dig Dug from three or four years ago. I came here. Oh yeah. And I need to beat that. I can beat that. I don't know about easily, but I can do it. But the Phoenix one, I can do easily. It's, it's playing with buttons rather than a stick, but it, it plays nicely. I think it's all right. I think I can do it. My score, if my high score is number two on their Moon Patrol, but Goon Patrol. But we're tired, aren't we? We're hungry, so yeah, that's our excuses. And they need a tiddle. <laughs> that's, that's our rubbish excuses. We will better pay tomorrow. Uh, and Dave and I, I think we can do Ladybug as well. They've slightly better at it than I am. Um, a quarter of a mile. Yeah, I was over 100,000 when we did it for the challenge that time. The slip road to and, and Galaxian. Yeah, Dave's already done the, the house high in Galaxian, but he reckons he can get loads. I'm going to go for 200, I think, tomorrow. Do it. Do it. That'd be cool. We need some Brits' names on those little tickets, don't we, on top of the machines? Yeah. That'd be cool. And it's we all came, we saw, we conquered. We had some conquers. It's all yes. linked to Orcade as well, isn't it? Yes. Which is very people. good. So he's got a big LCD screen with all the scores linked to Orcade. Yeah, same as the Ghost. It's got, yeah. it's got the same thing. But it's nice not just for the world records, but just to track your own progress in games. Yeah. That's one of the goals of Orcade, really. Yeah, it is. So just, just, just to sort of get you better at your own game, even if you're not a world-class player, get better at your own scores, which is great. Awesome. Right, we're going for some food. See you, kids. And here's the proper podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast, Chicago edition. Chicago. Chicago. We are slumped around a laptop and a little funny microphone-y thing. And we are in an Airbnb in freezing cold Chicago. It's cold, isn't it, Minus seven it's been here, Celsius, whatever that is in Fahrenheit. 29. Oh, it's cold. I don't know, mate, that it might be right. Whipping cold. Now, before we get on to what we've been doing in Chicago, because that's the main of our long weekend so far, isn't it? Mm. I have been at home 3D printing successfully. What? I've been printing little cases for um, like SD drive. You know, there's on, on some of the computers they've got like homemade projects with Arduinos and, and they take SD cards and it acts like a drive emulator for old computers. And Bobby Idov, who's gorgeous, yeah. sent, me, <laughs> sent me one for free. He's made three of himself. And I said, oh, I'll make us a case for it. And I've successfully made some cases because I always have problems with the 3D printer. I had a few good prints, but never really had a lot of time to play with it. Mm. And I have made extra special time to play with it and it's coming out absolutely lovely. And every print I've done so far has been successful. Once I've got the bed leveled and flat, and got the, uh, the right amount of, of filament coming out of the thing on the first layer. It's worked really nicely. So that's been pretty good so far. The best type of printing I find is successful printing. Really. Absolutely. And that coffee over to me, Wynn. Thank you. That's another thing. Guess what I've been having? Black coffee. No, well done, son. It's cool. It's, it's, it's nice. Anyway, what else have you been up to? Um, played a little bit of our game that we were reviewing. Not too much. Mm. And basically just getting ready for the trip. Yeah, me too. I've been looking forward to it because work's poop. Poop. Because mm, I've been doing a little sort of blog of what we've been up to. And you can just butt in. 
right. as you usually do. Yeah. So nothing you can think of when doing otherwise at home with your arcade stuff. There's lots of arcade club stuff going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's pretty good. You can tell me about that. So basically, on Thursday we left in the morning from my house. Wednesday night you stayed over. You come down from Blackburn. How long did that take you to get down? Six hours again. It only takes four. Yeah, it's just that I'm not. I'm not driving into London again ever. It's not even the, the London. It's to get here. Mm. But then when we when I was going home on Wednesday night. We think we've been out with a dog somewhere and we're coming back. So there's just reams of traffic everywhere. I think it's because there was some sort of problem on a roundabout. They'd lost power or something. So there was emergency works going on. It just backed up everything. It's crazy. I mean, the traffic in London now is just getting really bad. It's a pain in the backside. It took me... I went to see my mum mm-hmm. in Northamptonshire. That took three hours to drive 180 miles. And then it's the last good. 80 miles to you took three hours. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah. It's a pain in the backside. That's the third time I've been to London and it's took three hours, so I'm training it now. Got choo-choo next time. Yeah. Choo-choo. So, basically, yeah, Wednesday night you stayed with us. Uh, We went to Nando's for chicken, obviously. And then we stayed over. We were all tired anyway, so we went to bed pretty early. Did you enjoy that little snack I put on the pillow for you in the spare room? It wasn't a snack. (laughs) You could have had it. Scarf blocks. Yeah. Scarf blocks. People have been giving me scarf blocks. How many have you got now? 28. <laughs> and so anyway. Someone on, a, on Twitter said, are you building a house out of scarf blocks and custard creams? Which could be true. Yeah. It'd be pretty good. Thursday morning, woke up nice and early, uh, got to the airport, met up with Mr. Tronads. Yeah. And the bad news about the whole trip so far as Alex couldn't make it he's hurt his back and it must be a serious not serious but bad enough for him not to come all the way mm. with us because he was really looking forward to it and it's been really unfortunate and I hope he's getting better I hope his back's better now but he couldn't stand for very long at mm. the time so that was a massive bummer for a start so one down on our trip before we even start met up with Mr Tronads for breakfast that was alright got through screw it got on playing got on playing and we've we've been doing some little bits of recording from your little recording machine there. So yeah. if you hear some some ramblings, that's what's been happening. <laughs> yeah. So the first day uh, on Thursday we get here, we dropped into O'Hare Airport, which is the one of two, maybe even three in Chicago. Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare Airport, yeah. And we got into the hire car that Dave kindly sorted out for us, and immediately set off for a Walmart, obviously. Mm. When you get to America, you've got to go to Walmart straight away. They're like aircraft hangar big. Yeah. They are huge. And they're kind of frowned upon in America. Why? Because they're sort of, I wouldn't say lower class, but sort of a budget supermarket. Mm. And they're always full and busy and stuff. So people don't, generally don't get to them. But they might think we're insane for dropping into their country and, and doing this in the worst kind of shop. But it's the only place I can get. The latest two mini arcade machines by Bridge Direct, the ones I sort of collect. Mm. Sort of collect, I've got them all. Of course I collect them. And how many Walmarts did we have to go in, Vic? Three, Three eventually, because the first one we went into, I found the things I wanted, Ms. Pac-Man and the Fix-It Felix Jr. straight away, within half an hour, because you were in the snack aisle for ages. <laughs> Just <laughs> in, in, snacks. in awe of what they've got there. Because they've got so many things we haven't got. They've got about 50 different types of M&Ms. Oh, white chocolate M&M's kids. When, yeah. when are they coming over to us? They're great. I don't know. They do do ones now and again, odd ones. But 
my wife wanted some nutter butters, which I had to find. I've not had before. I've not seen them. But when we found the little toys, we found them straight away. The Ms. Pattern was brilliant, but there was only one fix at Felix Jr. And it was ripped. The box was ripped. Mm. And I'm not having that. No chance. Because I actually leave them in the box on my shelf. and They look quite nice together. So I'm not having that. And the idiot collector inside me was not going to be happy with that. So we'd have to go to another one before we leave. No worries. We've got plenty of time. So after getting into our Airbnb, we head off two minutes away for a pizza place that has a four and a half out of five rating. I'm not sure what rating it was. It was Bartoli's or something like that. Bartoli's, yeah. It was a really cool thing. But um, we feasted on amazing deep dish pie. Pizza pie. It is. Um, it's like a pie. It's that thick. It's like a, at least an inch and a half thick. I can see your fingers, but yeah. the listeners can't. Look, listeners, look at that. Look at that. We haven't got the camera on either. No. So, yeah, inch and a half thick pizza. Wow. But the thing was, they'd only just opened up because it was getting there you know, for five or what was it? Ah, four. Ah, four. Knocking on the door. Yes. Hey, let us know the for pizza. New pizza. We even got extra slices because apparently when they took it out of the oven, it ripped, it fell apart. So they'd salvaged some slices. They gave us a big slice, a big slice each. Which was enough said, for a meal, really. Here you go, lads. Have this while we wait, wait for another one. Sorry about the wait. It was like, no problem, sir. So we had that, and then the pizza came a little bit later on, and it was massive. Mm. They put it on like a big plinth above the table, so you've got room. We didn't eat all of it. We couldn't eat all of it. And they gave us free soda refills as well as a sort of sorry for being late. And we didn't mind. Sorry for being awesome. Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, no problem at all. So we took some some pizza back in a box for Whitney, who's going to meet us up with us later on, because he was, he was flying in from Louisville. Mm. But his flight from Louisville was about an hour or so, no problem at all. But then he got on the L, which is a subway here, and then a walk. And it took him longer to do that than flying from Louisville. Yeah. So we met up with, uh, with Whitney. And obviously, people who listen to this podcast probably know and probably listen to Whitney's podcast, the Broken Token podcast, which he does with Brent Griffiths mm. as well. It's a shame Brent couldn't come either. We did invite him. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a Comic Con thing on with his, with his niece. He does, they, they're really into their cosplays, his niece, and I think nephew as well. Cunning people out of comics. Yeah. But he makes um, the parts for their costumes and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I want to see Brent in a Spider-Man outfit one day. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Come that Spider-Man we saw at Nerd. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Mm. Uh, it was minus three degrees C at the time back then. So we came, we came back and waited for Whitney. It was all half asleep. And then, um, obviously, we had to go out somewhere. So we nipped to Logan Arcade, formerly known as Logan Hardware. I've been there before. I think Whitney had been there before. You haven't. Obviously, no. Mr. Trevor has not That was pretty cool. It had been a few years ago I went last with two of the Skycursor team. I really liked it then. Uh, but this visit did not disappoint either. There wasn't many video games I remembered, but Jim, Jess, Jim Zespi, the owner, had nearly filled the place up with tons of high-quality and mainly new pinball titles. But I played a gem of a game I'd never seen before in a cabinet. This is Beastie Feastie, a.k.a. Super Glob, that we covered on Podcast 5, get this, back in February 2014. Wow. Four and a half years. Nearly, five. nearly five years ago. Uh, and I looked this up when I was doing these notes, and I noticed that a certain listener called Sean Holy yeah. sent in feedback and suggested Road Fighter as a game for us to review. Yeah. Idiot. It took me two years to get that on. <laughs> Is it that long until we did it? <laughs> Probably. Rubbish game it was. I never liked it. We also played Cuba, 
Uh, a unique Vec 9 Oddity, which I must have talked about when we were there last. Yeah, you did. Yeah, cool game. Yeah, it's a really odd, ve- a proper vector game with these weird, like, Russian fighter pilot controls, all heavy controls. It's got a little green ATM screen that tells you information. You played it, and it was sort of like a flighty-type game. Yeah, it's a bit bit weird, like the Star Wars trench trench scene. scene. But I think when you get out of that bit, that's just the start of the game. Then you go into fly around the sky. I believe. I've never even got very far myself, but apparently it's good when you get into it. Oh, we gazed in awe at the 10-player Killer Queen cabinet we couldn't even get to either because it was swamped by players. Mm. But they have like a projector on the wall showing what's going on on the two massive screens because they're back-to-back with 10-player Killer Queen. Mm. And you could see what they were doing. It's sort of like a cross between... It's like a capture the flag thing, but with joust. joust. So you flap and there's bees and you've got to get it's like two goals in the middle of the screen. From what I remember, there's different versions of the game. There's different goals to the game. And the one that we were playing, there's a big snail in the middle of the screen. And you, I think you're a queen. One of them's a queen. And it jumps on the snail. And you've got to slowly get to your goal. There's two goals either end. You know, I think it's the blue and the yellow players. And you've got to get to the goal. But all the other players are trying to knock them off. Mm. And protect their queen and get so, so it's all like a it's quite a tactical game, but in an arcade style. And you play like five a team of five players each. It's a lot of fun. And apparently there's a group of players that follow the machines around. So they go to the different locations in America playing just to play the game. Which I think is brilliant. That's dedication for you. Yeah, on the on the actual cab it said something like Killer Queen Chicago Squad, like an actual clan kind of thing. Oh, wow. I got quite close to it because I accidentally spin, spilled IPA down someone's back. Oops. Oh, excuse me, got straight in. <laughs> but um, I presume it's online as well, is it? So they're making, maybe they can play each other across the airwaves. Damn. Airwaves. What are like? Ah, it's not a wireless. That's a cheering gum now. I also play Revenge from Mars from there because it's mad. Love that beat, that pinball. They had, and they unboxed it earlier that day or that night, the Beatles pinball. Brand new. Brand spanking new pinball. They played it. They played it. it looked, it's, it's an old style style table with a single level and not much going on there. But they've, they've done it sort of old style because it's obviously the 60s kind of theme. And it, it looks lovely. It's really bright. It's got a nice big LCD on the back of it and everything. It looked pretty good, and there was a lot of people playing it. Uh, there was also this, um, I think, is it Pabst, which is, I think is a beer manufacturer in America, Pabst Can Crusher. And it was a similar style. It was an old style. And I think they're modelled, Beatles was modelled on Sea Witch, Game. which is an old, really revered pinball. And Can Crusher was based on Wonelli, which was an earlier old style one they did. And that was based on another one. So they're sort of using their IP to make these different, Themed Themes, cabinets, yeah. and I know Wonelli is quite a bit cheaper, but I think the Beatles is quite expensive. Obviously, you've got the expensive IP on that. Um, but yeah, everyone was playing it, so I was getting some good plays. And they sort of, I think Stern put games into Logan to to test, and mm. they know they're going to do well because people go there especially to play pinball. Yeah, and they're, they're looked after there as well. You could see that by the quality of all the pinballs out there. They're all bright, lovely. Everything was working perfectly. Mm. It was good. It's a good vibe to Oh, there was one pinball I played. It might have been the Can Crusher, where a part of one of the pot bumpers was missing. I'm not sure if it fell off or there was a fault with it, and that wasn't working, but I'm sure Jim would sort that out pretty quick. Oh, at the end of the evening, we had... I just had some soft drinks there. Did you have IPA? 
a, a couple of IPAs. I thought you might. Um, at the end of the evening, we were just about to get gone, and there was it was either a Chuck E. Cheese or a Showbiz Pizza, we think, band on stage out the front, but it's a band of like mechanical dogs, animatronic, animatronic drop dogs. And it started playing some music, and it was all—it was still set up themed for the Halloween because mm-hmm. they, they, they do Halloween big in the US. All these dogs—they was playing music, and their mouths and their, their playing the instruments were in time, quite cleverly in time to the music. I was really impressed with it. It was—it was, it was a bit creepy, but fun to watch. Mm. It was well done. I'm, I'm not sure if they got that from when Chuck E. Cheese had closed down. I'm not sure, but it was set up to look like. Um, the rock band Misfits, I think the rock punk band Misfits, but they called it Biscuits. Yeah. And there was a, like a the, the logo for Misfits is like a skull, black and white skull, and they put ears on it like a dog, which I thought was quite cool. It was quite fun, really, because there was a collective age of about 250 years old with our group, watching Maybe. some animatronic dogs on stage. Maybe. So we went back, uh, back to the Airbnb for some kip, because we've been awake for about 23 hours in total with a flight and everything, haven't we? We had. We had to stay awake that long, otherwise we'd get jet lag. And I haven't had any jet lag so far. Have you been okay? Yeah, I've been fine. Yeah. I think on the way back, you may get something. We'll try and, try and combat that. Your thoughts on Logan? Really enjoyed it. Really. It's, it's more of a... It's a nice vibe arcade. It's more of a pinball-focused arcade. It is now, said. yeah. From yeah. when I was there before, it's more of a pinball. Still like 40-odd cabs, though, I reckon. Was it that many? I reckon. Wow. And if you want to have a look on our Facebook page, kids, what I'm doing, we're doing walk rounds of all the main arcades we've been in. Yeah. So Logan's on there. And yes. There's, there's some very intelligent thoughts from us both on, on that. Well, from one of us. Arcade. Yeah. And you sat on a camel. I did sit on a camel. Mm. There was a camel there. It had to be sat on. Mm. If, it, if I can sit, I fit. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, loved it. So Friday... 7th of December was breakfast. I promised Sean biscuits and gravy. I keep going on about it. Uh, so we went somewhere I'd been four years ago when I was here before. And I knew they were excellent there. It's a place called Little Goat Diner. And everywhere we've eaten, apart from one place, has all been down to my lovely wife's recommendations. Mm. So we went there last time. So we knew, I knew Little Goat Diner was pretty special. It was pretty good. Delicious food, amazing stuff, all looked after us. The food there did not disappoint. What did you think of biscuits and gravy? It was awesome. What we would call it is a scone. Yeah, a savoury scone. With, covered with a mustard, no, not a mustard, a mushroom sausage sauce. Yeah, mushroom with little bits of sausage in it. It's like a, yeah. it's like a, it's like a grey sauce. Sounds wrong, mm. but absolutely delicious. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Apparently gravy is thick in America and sauce is thin. Or oh. our gravy is thin and the sauce is thick. A uh, quick detour into a mall on the way to the Galloping Ghost, because it doesn't open till 11. Uh, Whitney had originally set up a visit to Stern Pinball for us, which was awesome. Um, but they had to cancel on this last minute, and we think it's because they're gearing up their production lines for a brand new pinball. And obviously they don't want idiots like us wandering around, because it's super, super secret, top secret going on there. Mm. Um, there had been leaks about what the theme is, and I'm not going to say what we think it is. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a good theme and I can't wait to see whatever it is mm. I think it's going to be really good but we, we totally understand their position on this you know it, it, they, they've got to be careful with it you know it's their it's their livelihood and there's a lot of money stake on it so we have to be very careful 
But Whitney got in contact with Mike, who agreed to us uh, meet us not far from Stern HQ. He works with Stern uh, for lunch. Uh, we'd only eaten about two hours ago, so we were a bit peckish already. <laughs> you were, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I could eat. But there's a famous place called Portillo's, and it's almost like the Stern lunch place, because they come over there at least once, once a week. So. Yeah. And Portillo's is a small chain, and they're famous for their beef sandwiches. Sandwich. A sandwich. Not a sandwich, a sandwich. And what, because my wife had one from Owl's Diner before, Owl's Beef Sandwiches. And what they do is they get sort of like a, a thick bread with obviously loads of lashings of roast beef in it. And they just dip the whole lot in a thin gravy and just give it to you moist. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. It was really, it wasn't, it, it was on fairly on the large side. It wasn't massive. It like a lot a, of the portion sizes. It's like a meal size, really. And that was two hours after you'd eaten a massive breakfast. It was nice. It. it was really good. Yeah, I had to have one because I didn't have one last time I was there. They were pretty good. So Mike told us some fantastic stories about his career in the games industry. He was originally a games tester for video games and progressed to different jobs in arcade video games, console, and ultimately onto pinball, where he's now a QA guy at Stern. Mm. Brilliant job. And he um, helps with the coding as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does all sorts there. And he's, he's got, his office has got, I think, six pinballs in it. Mm. What an office that would be. Yeah. Just, oh, I've just got to play some pinball for my job. <laughs> How cool would that be? So he's, he's well into that. And I think his, he's got a basement at home which has got a few pinballs of his own in there. And he has got video games as well. Because one of his favourite games was Argus, which was the cancelled Gottlieb game. Yes. Which they've got at Gallop and Ghost. And he is the world record holder there. But he played it when it was brand new. And they put it out on test and it never got through, which he was really disappointed for. But he's so happy now that the Gallop and Ghost have got it. And he, he goes there every now and again to play. And he was quite interested to come with us the next day because he's working Friday. And he said, oh, I'll try and meet you there Saturday. And he did. So that was pretty cool. So we got to the Ghost for a quick snifter. It wasn't going to be a full day at the Ghost because half the day was gone already. But it's just a quick snifter. For you and Mr. Tronads, because mm. Whitney and I had already been there before. So we played a bunch of games there. When you and say quick snifter, it was like three hours. Yes, yeah, that yeah. was quite a quick snifter. Well, for that size of an arcade, that is not enough time. No, it yeah. really isn't. But since when I, I was there, obviously in 2014, like I said, they bolted on two more buildings. Yes. And also we found out later on, more buildings up the other side of the road. Mm. So it's a, it's a block. It's nearly the whole block now. There's just a Chinese restaurant on the left. They're going to take over before long. Mm. And it's the whole block. So it's crazy sized. We played a load of games there. And we also met up with our friend Pete Han. Yeah. Who's who's recovering from some spinal operation. operation. Yeah. He's doing okay. Nothing to worry about. He's doing well. But he's got a rest. He's got to take it easy. Being his mm. spine and everything. It was nice to see uh, Pete again. Uh, hopefully we'd, we'd see him on the Saturday as well because he said he'd come back. Uh, we got to talk to Doc for a while, which is always a pleasure. I mm. uh, love meeting Doc. Uh, and we purposely sought out some odd games and played them because we can play Dig Dug in 1942 in the UK. But Holoseum was absolute witchcraft. Bizarre looking things. They've got a Holoseum. What was the other one next to it? There's two. They released two Sega ones. Yeah, some Traveller, was it? Time Traveller. Time Traveller. Yeah, that was fun. I played the... I played the Time Traveller one, and you played Colosseum. Mm. But weird. Yeah, I didn't get... Kind of like a Twitch game, the one I was playing. I don't know if it was... It was like a beat-em-up, the one I was playing. I, I didn't get the 3D effect. It didn't seem 3D to Is me. that because your eyes are in 4D? It's, my eyes are buggered. 
It's probably <laughs> what it is. Yeah, I, I thought it was really clever though, and it sort of worked. The one I was playing was like almost like a Dragon's Lair game where you popped, you were time travelers, so you popped up somewhere in time, and then something would attack you, like a cowboy or something, mm. and you had to sort of react a certain way, shoot a certain way, or whatever, or jump out of the way. So it was kind of a funny little game, more of a more of a sort of novelty, but it was fun. It's nice to see those things. They're a really weird shape, like a, like a big white thing. Like a big white, white round box, thing, yeah. roundy boxy thing. I've never yeah. seen them when they came out and thinking the 3D oh, really? effect was really good. Yeah, I did play. I played, what, in the UK? Yeah, I played one for about four minutes, but I remember playing it because it was strange. It's surely Blackpool or something. must have been. Mm. It must have been. So after that, we went to Underground Retrocade, which is way up north from where we were. Quite a drive, but way worth the journey. Mm. One of the most beautiful arcades I've ever been to. It's got to be. It's really well laid out. A lot of the cabs are on an angle so you can see the side art. Yeah, it's really good. Loads of space, two floors, a nice spinning disco ball. Oh, I like a spinning disco ball. Yeah, it's lovely. The lights and the lighting and the ambiance in there is is absolutely perfect. We're talking to Scott, who is an absolute gentleman. Mm. Met him before, lovely bloke. Uh, he's got 180, about 180 games on the floor, he was saying. Yeah. All amazing condition. It was nice to hang out and talk to him. Um, behind his counter there, he's got a selection of T-shirts and show from the podcast he listened to in the arcade. He actually listens to the podcast in the arcade. Mm. And when we were there, he was playing old episodes of Supercade, which is like the quiz game show with arcades. And he said, have you got one of our, our T-shirts? He goes, yeah, I've got one of something. And he... He put it in front of the, the Pie Factory podcast T-shirt, which I thought was quite good. Yeah. We, we sent him a T-shirt ages ago, and I said, well, if we have one, we're going to send you one as soon as we get home. But he had one. Everything's cool. Yeah, Underground Retrocode is the only place I've ever seen a Nintendo Space Fever High Split a cocktail cabinet in mm. America. Mm. I, I've had a few before, and they're, they're all over the UK. And it was a beautiful condition one as well. It was working absolutely perfect. I was playing that quite a bit, actually, because I wanted to get the house high on it. The house high is only 17,000. I'm sure I can beat that. And the first couple of goes I haven't got like 12,000 off. I haven't played it for months. We were tired then, wasn't oh, we? We were properly tired. Yeah. We've been up a while and, you know, we're just getting used to everything. Um, but that was uh, absolutely lovely playing in there. I played some games. I, I, think, I thought I could do the Phoenix record as well because it was only like 38,000. And mm. I, I think my best is about 83. I can mm. usually get 40 or 50,000 on it. So that was okay. And... Um, we sort of said, oh, we'll, we'll be back. We'll definitely be back. And unfortunately, we didn't get back because we were so tired last night. We mm. sort of agreed to come back here, which is a bit of a shame. But I think we've already agreed we're going to come back again yeah. in another year or so. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be, we'll go there for a whole day, maybe next time. Mm. There was a downstairs basement. We saw stairs that were cordoned off. And I've got a feeling he might be expanding downstairs as well. Almost definitely. So hopefully next time we're there, it'll have another floor. How cool mm-hmm. would that be? But yeah, it was, it was pretty full anyway, wasn't it? But yeah. plenty of room to get around everything. It was lovely. Yeah, very, very nice arcade. Really cool. So we had to go and get supper as well. Oh. Finally engineered trip to Chick-fil-A, yeah. which is an American national treasure. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I could eat there seven times a day. Because all three of us, except you, knew what it was. It's KFC. It's not. It's so much better than KFC. Oh! It's so much, it's so much better. And we just about made it before last orders. We mm. cut it real fine. Heavenly chicken and waffle flies. Flies? Waffle, waffle flies? flies? 
Waffle fries. I see. Beg waffle come back on this plate. Yeah, we vowed to go back to those two places. Mm. I only got to one. But a big session on Saturday, because that's when we're going to meet the Pie Factory boys. Mm. Saturday. We started the day off with another trip to bloody Walmart. Sorry. To try and find this fix-it Felix Mini Arcade that didn't have a trash box. The second Walmart we went to did eventually have a nice one, and I got it. Yay! Yay! Got back to the Airbnb to pick up Whitney, because he was having showers, and we let him sort of wake up slowly. And then went on to the Tony's Diner across the road from the Galloping Ghost, because we were going to meet the, the Pie Factory boys there. We were. Apparently, Tony's is, is almost the pie, is almost the, the Galloping Ghost's own diner, because they all go there yeah. across the road. And they're massive portions. It's ridiculous. I had a skillet of it. You had a skillet. Skillet. Which is basically what they cook it in, like a big cast iron pan yeah. full of stuff. Was it like sausages and eggs and hash browns and what breakfasty type of thing? Yeah, and mushrooms and and it says it comes with eggs. It's four eggs <laughs> and toast. Four eggs and toast. It was huge. It was fantastic. Do you want to, do you want to tell the listeners what I had? Yes, you had. I had steak and eggs. Right, I thought, oh, I'll have steak and eggs. And usually they give you a little thin piece. It's not a, a huge side of beef like you'd expect in a steak diner. They usually give you a thin breakfast steak and some, you know. Eggs and scrambled eggs. They brought out a steak that didn't fit on the plate. A steak snake. A steak snake. Or a scarf. A, a scarf. A scarf of meat. And another plate full of eggs and hash browns and toast. It was ridiculous. And I thought, you're not going to eat this. We had a race, didn't we? Because I'm a slow eater. Well, I wasn't racing. I was just taking it easy, but I still beat you. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, I had to eat it. I couldn't leave it. I didn't eat the toast though. I couldn't mm. manage the toast. No way the toast. Do you chew or you just like swallow? I'm like a snack. <laughs> just open the, the gullet up and fl- fire it down. Yeah, it was really nice. Though. The breakfast, it was good quality as well though. It wasn't just enormous portions. It was really nice. And it the staff were lovely as well. Yeah. That, that poor lady who was bringing, she must have tired arms carrying those massive steaks around the place. Yeah. Free fill-ups of coffee everywhere, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. That's Free standard. refills. Standard. Right? It should be everywhere really. We waddled across the road. After meeting the Pie Factory guys as well, mm-hmm. which was nice. And thank you, Sean Courtney, for bringing... He, my wife ordered some materials for a sewing thing she does and got delivered to his house. It's a massive box. I didn't realise it was so big. And he also got me one of those tiny arcades, a Dig Dug one, because mm-hmm. I wanted just a Dig Dug one. So thank you, Sean, for getting those for me. So we got across to the Galloping Ghost for our second helping of uh, the awesome arcade. Doc was already there, made sure we had a great day. He really looked after us. Yeah, uh, Pete Han turned up later on with a lovely Kristen. Kristen, his wife, who we met again a second time. Uh, hanged up, hung out with us for a bit. Doc also showed us a new pinball place just down the road that he's opening up in the next few weeks. It's a few, a block and a half away. Yeah. That's with a walk. 30 odd pinballs, some rarities. I got to play uh, possibly the game of the trip for me mm. Varkon. Varkon, which is a really rare pinball housed in an upright arcade cabinet. Yeah. People who know about rare games would know I'm talking about Varkon. It's it's like a 10 to 20 grand pinball. Only 90 Varkon pinballs were ever made. It's really expensive. And it's a, like a tiny pinball in the bottom of a cabinet, and it's, it's mirrored onto a half mirror on the back. So it looks like you're playing pinball vertically. Mm. And then... In the back door, all the electronics are there's some LED displays, like the you know the numbers. Yeah. 
the segmented numbers, and that shines through. So you, you, it's sort of you, your scores are in midair above, and it's really clever how it works. So the physical table is down below, and it's it's such a brilliant game. It's just really clever how it works. And I played it for quite a while. And you've got instead of buttons for flippers, you've got little levers, like little joystick levers. You just tap them up or down to mm. use the flippers. Did you play it? Yeah, I did. It's, I had to play it. It yeah. was amazing. And I don't think you're ever going to see another one. In, I, don't, I don't think there's any in the UK. Mm. Uh, apparently, Whitney has seen a Varkon at a show before because Phoebe, who's a massive pinball collector, has got one. And when Doc asked her, would you like to sell it? And she said, absolutely not. There's no way. But he fortunately got one as well. Um, and it's, 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 it's absolutely amazing to play. It's really, really clever. And they, they've, they've had new stencils made for the side. And it's a beautiful cabinet. It looks brand new. Mm. It's really clever how it works. And when, when I was playing it, I got a certain shot, obviously by accident, because I'm no good at pinball, that went up the left. And I didn't even realise there's another layer to the table. So when you're looking at it, it looks like it's deeper. And a little tiny area, like a, a, it was like a skull face opened up. And there was a little tiny pin, uh, flippers, and they came on. You could play a little game within a game. Yeah. And I was just blown away by it. I didn't realise it even had that. Because it was sort of darker and shadowy in the middle. Yeah, I didn't see, see it. I didn't see it. Really I clever. A quick game. Really, really clever. I loved Varcon. And we played a bunch of cool rare games. And I actually videoed a few of these because I wanted to remember what I'd seen. And we've got videos of those. Um, I haven't put mine on YouTube yet, but we will put them on and we'll put links in the show notes for them. And the two games I really stood out for me was Omega Race and is it Battle Shark? I keep forgetting the name of it because yeah. it's such an obscure game. I've played it in Maine before, just with a mouse and a cursor. And it's like a submarine game. You look through... Seawolf type. Yeah, kind of. But it's all colour. It's sort of like a, a mid-80s game, I reckon. And it's yeah. really, really playable game. You just sort of shoot at um, submarines and ships and they're shooting at you and stuff. It's a really, really cool game. We're joined by Mike from Stern again. He brought along some more goodies for us. He, he gave us some really nice um, baseball caps. And they're exclusive to Stern. They do not sell those. So we're quite privileged to have those. If and you look on the podcast picture, kids, that's There's the, some daft pictures of us. The yeah, they're really nice quality caps as well. Yeah. They're good. He also brought some more, I think some t-shirts for, for us as well. Yeah. Which I don't think I've seen yet. And we also managed to do... Oh, some crossover podcasting in a small room that Doc helped us out with in Galloping Ghost. And here is us talking about a few of our favourite experiences of the day. And welcome to the Ten Stern Galloping Broken Pies podcast. Featuring? Featuring me, Sean Holly from Tenpence Arcade. Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vertvic from Tenpence Arcade. Are you in here? Uh, Sean from uh, Pie Factory, except they spell it uh, phonetically. <laughs> Doc from Galloping Ghost Arcade. Uh, Jimmy G from Pie Factory. Back in the back, Whitney from the Broken Token Podcast. I'm uh, Mike from Stern Pinball. Stepwell! <laughs> We're just going to have a quick talk about Galloping Ghost and our favourite impressions of it over the day, and we came yesterday as well, didn't we? Yeah. Am We're going to be able to fit 50 games each in for this no. podcast. It's a midnight. Well, I'm going to talk about two. Go on. If I may lead. <coughs> Omega Race. They've got a, uh, a sit-down environmental cup. It's a really tiny little thing, but I fit in it, oddly enough, and I'm six foot two. I fit in it too, look at me. Wow. I fit in it, I'm six four. Well done, sir, if you're two inches extra. <laughs> I'm the shortest you can be if you want to join the International <laughs> Tall Club of America. <laughs> Omega Race, um, yeah. it's a vector game, isn't it? Yes. And it, the screen's up top, and it's projected down onto a, a mirror, and it's kind of like 
asteroids cross with, what do you say? There's a box in the middle you fly around and you've got to shoot yeah. stuff. It's very, very simple. But the cabinet's got um, a spinner on your left armrest and a thrust and fire on the right. Kind of reminds me of a Star Trek cap uh, captain chair. Mm, Such a cool little game. Feels it's, good as well, isn't it? It's, it's real it's good. It's a nice yeah. game. You can bounce around stuff and shoot things. It's just a really simple but really cool game. I never played it before, and I'm going to play it at Underground Retrofade later as well, because they've got an upright there. Yeah. It's such a cool game. And I both the that... upright artwork and the sit-down, it's completely different, but they're both really cool, aren't they? For sure. Really yeah, good. Really game with the yeah. sit-down one is like infinitely more fun. Yeah. yeah, that must be a super rare cat. I'm standing in the middle It is. You see them every once in a while. Like, the Ghost's only got one that you know of. That we only have one. <laughs> we only have one. You'll be in the storage when they go, oh, that's another one. I never knew I had that. How cool is that? I mean, going back to your point about kind of like asteroids, it was actually based on asteroids. When they made Omega Race, the, the people who did it, they actually took an asteroids cabinet and put tape around the center of the screen. They said, okay, let's just move around this tape here and see how it plays. Oh, wow. And it works. Yeah. Works really well. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh something fell off there. Our Dave Tronads, he, he went on it and immediately beat my score, which is a bit annoying. Mm -hmm. But he was he was good at it straight. But I mean, that, that game, as long as you've got a spinner, not too hard to, to emulate and emulate in, in main. Mm. Obviously, it's not vector, but it's a good game to play. It's not got weird, really weird controls like some of the games there. The other one I'm going to talk about has got a, won't be able to play at home, was that um, the submarine game I was playing earlier with the. Uh, was it battle, battle something? Battle. Sharks. Oh, Battle Shark. Shark. Battle yeah. Shark, yeah. From Tyler. Now, I don't normally like gun games at all. I'm really adverse to gun games. And it sort of is and isn't. You look through Periscope, and it's... I played it on Main before, just with a mouse, and I thought it was just like, you know, a, a gun game. But it's, you look through a Periscope and shoot, and it's really cool, and they shoot at you, and they, they, they crack your screen, yeah. kind of like Battlezone at the end, and it's a really, really nice game. I did a video of that as well. It's cool. Nice. I'm just going to run through 19. No, just, just the games that... Has struck me as unusual and, and different. Yeah. This one, Taito Operation Gunbuster, which is which is a gun game yeah. with a stick. It's got strafing on it, like before Doom, I would imagine. Oh, okay. Th these are memorable ones. The Spectre Files, that Deathstalker one, which is the. Go on, tell us a quick story of that. Uh, that was a lost Laserdisc game that Brian Cullen, the guy that made Rampage, was working on. And uh, we teamed up with him and finished it and uh, are doing a super limited run of cabinets and every. Been, it's been going over really well here. A lot of people seem to really like it. Yeah, it's excellent. Like a multiple choice. Yeah, laser it's just three buttons. Do you want to kill this person? No. And stuff happens on the screen, and you say yes. Is it? Yeah, it's three questions. Yes, yeah. no, whatever. And you can follow the adventure around. Do you, you like get killed those, in it? It's stuff? like a video version of those uh, choose your own adventure. I was going to say, yeah, yeah they're books. But can you can yeah. you like lose lives you, or? You can. You get knocked out three times, and then uh, then you see the conclusion. There's always a conclusion oh, okay. to it. So. Clever as that. And it was originally Laserdisc, yeah? It was supposed and to be Laserdisc. Is it Laserdisc now, or is it some of the... Uh, it's, it's running off of... Uh, it's got PC hardware in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had wanted to go and have Laserdisc press. You are crazy. Brian <laughs> Brian was very against it. <laughs> yeah, oh, so nobody, <laughs> so nobody makes Laserdiscs anymore. You can't get them manufactured. It, yeah. The last one... The last manufacturer stopped doing it in the early 2000s. Wow. Uh -huh. there's, a, there's a resurgence of, of people getting them to play like music videos and stuff, and they're like collecting because they're lovely looking things, 12 inch discs. Yeah, they? They, look, they look just like records. But yeah, yeah. yeah, But yeah, the last one, it was probably like 03 maybe. Wow. And the plant closed, like shut, ceased operations forever. Yeah. 
Ooh, ooh. Next one, yeah, Crater Raider. Oh, I like Crater Raider as well. That's brilliant, that's really good. Omega Race, as you mentioned. Sega Strike Fighter. Oh, I've, I've seen it, but the one I saw was broken and playing that in about two minutes. No, oh, well, less than that, I like motion sickness. There's a good game. <laughs> Oops. Oh, yeah, I mentioned all the King of Fighters in one cab. That's a very good idea. That's Neo very cool, cab. Yeah. There's tons of them. Arena. That is what a good find, what a good game. And my favourite one, I've played it in Maine, but Blaster, Williams Blaster. Mm. Blaster, with the proper controls that was that's actually a reproduction control that we made in house ah, uh, really? we had that. yeah we had Eugene Jarvis here oh, wow. and Ooh. he didn't even realize it was a reproduction which made us feel pretty good <laughs> that'll do yeah but uh, that was set to be converted to a main cabinet and a, a wooden a wooden blaster changed and uh, I insisted that we get them a different have you seen cabinet. any of the have you got a dura mold I do not. I don't own any dura Because the dura molds of that particular game is, is more common in a dura mold than in a wood, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. dura mold place isn't far from here. It's just across the border in Michigan. It's like just north of Bridgman, Michigan, between yeah. Bridgman and St. Joseph. Oh, wow. Cool. Was um, there, is their main business model making trash cans? Because that's what those dura molds I think, actually, I don't know. <laughs> it might be. I think. I was shocked to find they were still in business, have a website and everything. Mm -hmm. Cool. And another one you didn't mention, I can see it on your phone, is Crow. Yeah, just me and Jim are playing it. Crow, that's oh, another love, one I've never Crow. played. It's, it's a fun, fun game, isn't it? It's a fun game. It's good. Yeah, it's very yeah. fun. Not, just on original hardware, again, it just takes it to another level, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just yeah, so it much better. The sound has yeah. Oh, I yeah. love the sound when you pick up the part of the glaive in the first sequence. The glaive! Okay, you're The glaive! Yeah, copy that. What say you, Jim? What's your favourite things of the ghost? Uh, I don't yeah, remember. Game, okay. Games wise, oh, oh well, I'm, I'm, so overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And there, there, I find when I whenever I come here, there's so many games that I actually spend more time walking around trying to find something to play than actually playing. Absolutely. So, um, but the one game, and I've played it before, but I think the most innovative game here is that uh, I don't remember the full name. It's the Great Ragtime Show. Um, it's that shooter Boogie that's Wings. over here. Boogie Wings. Boogie Wings. Boogie Wings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we that, that is a great game. There's so much going on in there and so many new uh, new conceits for a shoot 'em up mm. in that. And um, the most original thing is how you have the hook yeah. and you can pick just about anything up. I was surprised at the one in, in the one scene that um, there's, there's a Christmas sequence in the game yeah. which is all decked up like Times Square at Christmas time. And um, you could actually get into like a Santa suit well, then you in have that stage. A satanic Santa at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were and, talking um, about Christmas games recently, weren't we? There wasn't many Christmas games. That's one now I can think of. It's got a Christmas past. Snow Brothers. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's you mean Bubble Bubble. No. <laughs> I, I, I like but you better. the the thing with the hook in on your airplane is you could pick anything up, and then if you fly in circles, you get that hook swinging around with the whole physics, and if you hit the release button at the right time, you can send like whatever you're carrying all the way over the screen. And I just love the variety of vehicles. Once your airplane gets destroyed, you can get into like a, a like a like you a walker around, suit. You can walk around. It can get like a walker suit or a tank or some other things. Or you can ride a horse or an elephant. I love grabbing the elephant in that game. <laughs> you can pick the elephant up with your hook and sh and throw it at people. And that's how can you not love a game like that? So absolutely. <laughs> that's the most. That's my favorite game here. I was. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another one. I've, I've been playing a lot of Moon Patrol today, and I've been sucking at it, but that's 
probably one of my favorite machines. Goon Patrol, I call it. I love Goon Patrol. Game. I like it a lot too. It's a great game. Yeah. You get yeah, more points for jumping over the rocks than you do blasting them away. Yeah, the cab, the artwork, the game is just perfect. Right, what say you, Sean? Well, I might as well go off of that that throwing elephant thing. Uh, uh, oh, tranquilizer gun. I'm not not necessarily my favorite, but I'm, I just weird. want to talk about the yeah the weirdest, the the more interesting ones. And dang, if I can't figure out how to advance to another round, the instructions are not accurate. If you, uh, like, you pick the, you shoot the say a gorilla and yeah. drag it into the and truck. Yes. Yeah. You've yeah, docked a gorilla. It yeah. says you're supposed to get four of a. You're, you're supposed to get like a group, like of four different types or something. Uh, four, four of each. Four of each. Okay. Uh, Why can't they just guys. see? Doc put it easily. Four of each. Okay. But it was too. it was annoying yet fascinating at the same time. I nice couldn't looking stop. cabinet. The what? The nice looking cabinet as well. It's in. The what about the cabinet? It's good. Oh. Mm. Lovely looking thing. It's got it, color crash. It's an, like it's a, an interesting. Yeah, it's from yeah. the X Spectrum. What is it? It's yeah. from what? 1979? Is it? It's got yeah. the weirdest. Like I had to sit down to play it because like the control panel it's is low. low. Yeah. And uh, oh, let's see what else. Uh, Mikey, that was a. That's a weird freaking game. It's a game when you're in in which you're in school. And you got to yeah. bump people off yeah. the backside. It, you know how long it took me to figure that out, even though I was plainly printed on the instructions on the side. Yeah. It's like, what the hell you like doing? it because it's got Beatles music on it as well. I I was like, wait, how do they get away with that? They just didn't ask and, and got away another, with it. And yeah. the people that created Frogger. <laughs> and an another how did they get away with that was another one I played for the first time, Piranha. I wanted to play it because, oh, you yeah. know, I'm the Pac-Man fan here. Yeah. And yeah. I noticed the they had the nerve to put a trademark on it. It's like, really? <laughs> you hacked a Pac-Man and now you're calling it your own. And I noticed the um, the location of publication was Amityville, New York. And a lot of these knockoffs do come from New York. No like I, I think those scramble knockoffs that they took out of Oral Roberts University, I think those were manufactured in New York. But that cabinet, so, is that the original cabinet? Yeah. Doc? It's actually got artwork on the inside. Yeah. Where you I gotta go screen. check got, that, I didn't know. It's really cool, it's got piranhas yeah. on the inside. So they've done yeah. a really nice job of making the cabinet. But you know what you gotta do, I think the first time I ever played Piranha was a cocktail table. Could well be, yeah. Way back in the 80s. I'm old. All right, now hear me out. <laughs> the one game you have that has the that has the the water in, on the on the marquee in, in the, the side. Hung. Yeah, you got to do something like that with piranha, but put a put an actual piranha. In it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go uh, fishing in the Illinois River in January. You know, after everybody got piranhas for Christmas and well, flush, flush them in the river. Yeah. You're always catching them in the Illinois River. That, that's not the Christmas message, isn't it? Say it with <laughs> piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. What's your favorite game not called Alex? Um, my, well, you just answered my <laughs> question for me. So yeah, my two favorite games here are Argus, which yeah. I was talking to you guys at lunch yesterday. It's a superhero game that Gottlieb made that never got released. It only went as far as test, and Doc's got the only one in the entire world um, here. And uh, the cliffhanger, the Stern Laserdisc game. And I'm not saying that because I work for Stern, because uh, that was always my favorite Laserdisc game. As much as I like Dragon's Lair, which I love, um, cliffhanger for something about it when I was a kid like resonated with me and it was my favorite laser game and I love almost all the Laserdisc games but uh, so those are my two favorites here but there's so many great games to play here I know I, I enjoy Argus I like Argus yeah. you said that works in MAME fine so it works in MAME yeah I actually the reason I have a MAME cabinet was because once I found out that game existed in MAME yeah. I had to have it because it was my favorite game as a kid Argus has kind of a Tempest vibe to it 
in a way, the way you can only go around the outside. No, that's arena. Oh, I'm thinking of arena. arena. Yeah, Argus is a superhero one. Yeah, Argus is like Defender if Defender was on one screen and you're a superhero. Yeah, I was thinking of arena. Still, that's I, a weird way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you're protecting the humans. Yeah, yeah. That's your life, because like, you're invincible. Once all the humans are destroyed, then your game's over. You said that that game it went through a number of changes for the name. It changed its name. It was like uh, Protector, and it was Guardian, and it was Video Man, and then it was yeah, Argus. That makes sense, but why Ar is Argus a... I don't know. Like I never remember seeing it as Argus. Mm. When they tested it at this arcade at the end of my block, they, did it, they put it there two separate times. And one time it was Protector, and I think one time it might have been Guardian. Oh, okay. And I, I, I absolutely love it. I was heartbroken like, every time that they took it back. I bet it's a Greek hero or something, or, or a Roman. I think it might be, I, yeah. yeah. We have a store called Argos. That's true. Yeah. And when we're done here, I'm hoping the doc will fix the sounds. That way I can <laughs> top my own world record on the yeah, game. Yeah, doc can do it. Whitney, what's <laughs> impressed you today? Uh, Definitely, I got a chance to play the Argus. That that was cool. I had really no idea about it until Mike was telling us about it. But I, I did get a couple goes on that, and that was neat. Um, I, I love how all the games are organized by manufacturer docs because what it allows me to do is to play games that I'd only see in Maine. Never got a chance to play physically until yesterday and today. So games like Splat, uh, Flicky, Up and Down. Um, I love Up and Down. That's yeah, a fun game. yeah, it is. It's it's really it's really wild. Uh, Lazarian, just games that that I just would never be able to see otherwise. It was cool to play them in their in their own cabinet. So I, I really appreciated that. But as far as favorites go. Uh, definitely Mad Planets. I mean, Mike and I had a couple yeah, goes on that. I, it's, yeah, everyone loves it's, it's cool. Absolutely, one of my favorite games. And uh, you had a Satan's Hollow, which is cool. It's another one of my top time, top all-time favorites. So I love, yeah, I love it, that one too. I love it. It's a great game. But it's, it's cool. you know, I mean, had the cabaret, uh, the uh, Satan's Hollow, and then you upgraded it to the full cabinet with yeah. the cool translucent red joystick. Which cabaret, I love. you say? Yeah. We, I we used to have covenants. Can you just ship it over for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 if we still had it, and I did get to play the Omega Race, which oh, yes. is which Spoiler. was awesome because uh, I just quite honestly new game. You, for us, isn't it, it? it is a, it is a bit of a new game, but you know everyone you see is usually not working. Yeah. Oh, you know, wow. due to acid damage or whatever, and then especially to see. I especially see a cockpit. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So kudos on that. So, yeah, that yeah. one did have a lot of board damage I when bet we it got did. it. <laughs> so it took a bit. Now, though, yeah, it's it, it is. It, it's a great game. A lot of sounds on that game as well. I only remember yeah. as a kid one place having a sit down Omega race. Everybody else had the uprights. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think like like Galen North was the only one that had a sit down one that I ever saw. That control scheme works really well. It's just sort of sitting in a chair. Yeah, yeah with, the, with the dial and everything. Yeah. It feels natural, doesn't nice. it? Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. Your hands just naturally kind of rest there. Yep. Mm. I just remembered another one as well. It's not such an odd game, the Timber. Yes. Really, and it wasn't great working game. today, it was working yesterday. It was working yesterday, you're right. Yeah, and it's, yeah. A, it's a great little game. It's just really silly little characters and just yeah. fun. Mm. Yeah. And when you, yeah. there's a mean dog who chucks stuff at you when you're trying to chop your trees. And if you if you do it too far, the tree yeah, lands on you. It's a bear throwing throwing up. It's a bear, is It's it? a bear throwing bees at you. Beehives, well, obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah. <laughs> so, Doc, we were talking earlier on about if you oh, could yeah. pick a game for us to play on the podcast. Because uh, we have like 40, 50 players playing every, every couple <laughs> no of weeks. No pressure, yeah. no pressure. But like a game, it's got to be like someone can play in MAME or on, on a... On a joystick, couple jo buttons, yeah, maybe. That joystick, thing. three buttons, anything like that you can think of that we can play. Um... About uh, Edward Randy, 
Edward Randy. What the heck I is that? Heard of it. Never <laughs> even heard of that. It is a, the name. What's it about? It's uh, it's an action game. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like Indiana Jones, but it's oh, it's cool. Data East. It was uh, similar to like um, you can tell the people that had worked on uh, Boogie Wings, the great Boogie. ragtime oh, show. Really? The game is just way over the top, mm -hmm. and when we uh, we had it as a Monday mystery, we unveiled it, and everybody's like, well, what, is "What is this thing?" Yeah. <laughs> Everybody lost their mind on it. Cool. It was uh, definitely one that a lot of people liked, well, and is not it in, many people. Is it in Maine? It is. It yeah. is. Excellent. Well, the thing, I've got to say this one thing now. I'm going to have a lot of uh, information on Twitter about this. But Randy, in Britain, means horny. Edward Horny. Edward Horny. Horny Edward. Horny baby, Randy. Edward Randy. That's just, the game. This is supposed to prove what we said, and that's coming out hopefully oh, soon right. if Hyde gets off his ass on Pie Factory. How we were talking about that Galloping Ghost has games that don't even exist. Yeah. <laughs> we played some. It's like, I played one out there. Yeah. Uh, was it Tattoo Assassins? It, That's it, a weird game, isn't it? That was one we found on a raid. Uh, me and uh, Jeremy Fox from Prince Arcades, mm -hmm. we went out on this raid. And uh, we were going through, and this guy just had, we showed up, he had a couple of games in a, in a warehouse. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I've got another spot. Like, come over here. I'm, I'm selling these for some guy. He took us to another spot that had more games. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is some good stuff. He had Turtles in Time and NHL Open Ice. And he's like, well, you should, you should see the guy that actually owns this stuff. He's got all these uh, trailers on his property. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you can go out there. So we drove. We met this guy. Uh, his name was Dale. He had his whole, like, walking up, he had Cuberts and another Turtles in Time, just all sorts of rare cabinets. Yeah. Uh, went around the back, and he's got... Just trailers intense. Oh. And the first trailer we looked at, like, stuff was covered, but the elements are getting to it. Yeah. And we start looking into the tents, and there's holes in tents, and stuff's Eight. getting water yeah. damaged. Yeah. And uh, looked in this one, and it everything was destroyed. It was like there was a bunch of Neo Geos and just w water currently pouring in on them. Mm. I look over in this one corner, I see uh, the tiger, and I knew what it was. It was like, oh, oh my, my. You heard that's it before. I had seen two pictures of the cabinet. I've never seen the actual game oh, in person. Kind of Mortal Kombat kind of thing. Sim it was, Data East was putting it out to uh, just basically like save their, their company. It was oh. the pinball guys were like, yeah, we're going to put this out and this will help everything. And... The guys working on it, um, there's a write-up online that just details about how even the testers on the game, they wanted to go play Mortal Kombat, and they're <laughs> oh. supposed to be testing Tattoo Assassin. I, I, I have a fun fact for you. Um, my friend Eddie Ferrier, who was the other game tester at Midway besides me, we started together. Yeah. Eddie, they paid Eddie to come and contract and test Tattoo Assassins. And another friend of mine, Jason Werdrick, would go with him, and Jason would play pinball the whole time yeah. while Eddie played Tattoo Assassins. What did and they honored Eddie in there because he had tested the first two Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. And I don't think we had started on MK3 at the time. I forget that. Yeah, it was before MK3. Um, and yeah, so and you, would, you would tell me how much he hated the game. I played it earlier. I was, I, I, I was like, 
is this? <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> weird. It's, yeah, they yeah. really were trying to put everything that they could into it, and uh, they were saying Overkill, that they were coming maybe. up with uh, like 50 finishing moves oh, in God. a day. And the artists were like, okay, which of these do you want in? And they're like, well, well all of them. We want all of those in We can't there. kill a guy with a filing cabinet. Come on. <laughs> right. That'd be good. And you're a Mortal Kombat fan, a big fan. Do you like it? I thought it was... I, it was better than I expected. Okay. And it's, it's was it not a Mortal Kombat. Game? Was it a cancelled game, I take it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. They, they put it on test and it made no Flopped. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really just them trying to cash in on the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's still nice to see it's still alive, but I'd hate to see it buried. It was, it was, it being in that whole thing that was the only cabinet that wasn't damaged. Oh, how lucky was that? It was so unbelievably fortunate that we ended up with it. Brilliant. So, now everybody can play it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, everybody. We'll just go through every, every unusual cab you've ever found. Start with A. (laughs) <laughs> we might be here There's all arena. Thank you very much, everybody. I, uh, I googled uh, Argus, and I got a whole bunch of things here, but the one that's probably most relevant is Argus, a watchful guardian. There you go. Ah, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. You, you are the only person the other, the other one here, Argus, the faithful dog of Odysseus. There's that, too. So. Dog guardian. Dog guardian. Dog guardian. That'd be a good name. Ooh, maybe not. So that kind of the, I have the distinction of having the highest score in Argus ever in two different centuries. Ooh. I did it when it was like test in the 20th century in 1983 That's or whatever it was. And That's I have it brilliant. currently. So cool. Cool. I think that might be the only gamer in the world that had a world record across two centuries. That's awesome. Oh, and just a quick advertisement. Yeah. If anyone listening has got a, a, a Sega R360, <laughs> Doc would like one, please. Get in mm. contact with us. We'll put him onto it. Well, we kind of know where one is. I do. Ish. But ish, yeah. I'll try and track it down. Thank we'll you. Look for it. We'll bring it over next time. <laughs> and that concludes the 10 Stern Galloping Broken Pies mini podcast. Thank Woo! you. Woo! Both That's big So by the time we'd finished at the Galloping Ghost, uh, we were going to go on to the Underground Retrocade after dinner for the second time, but we were just so tired. Uh, and Whitney was, was flagging as well. And we, we went a full-on day looking at screens and running around the arcade and talking and everything. And the tours we've had around, around the Galloping Ghost. Because Doc gave us a tour around the, um, his sum, sum of his storage units, which are quite close to the Ghost. And he also showed us into... Because one of them was around the back of his new gym, his martial arts gym. Yeah. He's done a really good job of that. It's a really cool looking place. All brand spanking new, all the weights there and the machines and everything. Mm. Did you People, have a go? No. I, did. I, I tripped over one of the um, one of the weights, <laughs> which was good. I tried lifting one a bit heavy big. But it, it was a really nice looking place as well. And compared to the UK our gym, especially in London, it was so cheap to enroll there. Mm. It was like twenty dollars a month. It's like forty or fifty pounds a month in the UK to join a gym. Well, especially where I live. But yeah, that was really cool. And he showed us some of the his storage unit and there's so much stuff in there i was like a kid in a sweet shop looking at this stuff there's boards machines we saw a space firebird mm. another golly ghost he had there mm. uh what other cabs did he have he had loads in storage didn't he yeah and like that isn't the main cab storage unit the vault is somewhere else mm. well, i don't think that's too close but that's it's overflow of cabs there yeah. And it's just tons of stuff. We just, got, we just got to the one we could walk in walking distance, really, didn't we? Yes, yeah, it was. We went to eat first, and hopefully it was going to meet up with Pete and Kristen. 
But I think Pete was tired. He was having, he was having some rest, and he didn't manage to get there, unfortunately. But the one that Kristen recommended was a metal music-themed burger place, a meat yeah. place called Kuma's Corner. Massive burgers were on the agenda there. And me and Mr. Trainer had to share one, because I was still rammed full from breakfast seriously all day that last time I'm not surprised so we just had half each and that was that was perfect for me but your burger was massive it was awesome wasn't it it was called a Kuma Special Kuma Special and it had like burger on it and and stuff and stuff and bacon the one me and Mr Tronad's had was was an Iron Maiden burger the side of fries was like two double McDonald's large fries together yeah there was a lot there and the night, yeah, it was awesome. And I, had, I didn't eat, I actually ate all of it apart from the bread. So I did well. Yeah, yeah. But guess what they had, Vic? There, guess what? They had one of the best IPAs you've ever had. Whitney recommended this IPA called Zombie Dust. Zombie Dust by a certain brewery. He says you can hardly get it. So I had, I had a couple of them and I thought, God, this is fantastic. And then he dropped a bombshell. You cannot get it. It's really difficult to get. Yeah, apparently. And he's surprised that this place even had it on Apparently, top. the brewery has lines waiting out. They make a certain amount every day, and that's it. And people line up to get it. And they must have had a keg of it, because they had it on tap. Mm. And I had a little snifter of it. It's actually quite nice. And I don't enjoy IPA normally. It's pretty yeah. good. But yeah. I had a dark ale, an English brown. We, we'll work, I'm trying to work out... Oh, we did work out. The, the pints, as they call it, is about, we reckon, 450 mil. It's an American pint rather than yeah. an imperial pint. Yeah. But yeah, awesome, awesome drink. Mm. So that was really cool. We, we decided to go back. We sort of suggested it and went, yeah. Because Underground Retrocade was a bit of a drive from there still. Even though I really wanted to get back there, it was just, we were just worn out. And we had to do some, some podcasty stuff for Whitney as well when we got back. And yeah, so I think it was wise to go back. Yeah. But I'm going to go back to Underground Retrocade one day. It's, mm. it's a must. So today, we are going to hopefully, we're going to drop Whitney off at the, the, the airport. Yeah, well, I think we're going to go for breakfast after we've done this. Yeah. Then we're going to go to possibly video games. Then and now. That place we haven't been to before? No, this is another one, another shop, retro game shop. Right. And then probably take Whitney to, he's at Midway Airport, he's going to get back to, and he's got to go back a bit earlier than us. Yeah. And then we can just do some shopping bits. Pixel Blast. Oh, and Pixel Blast, yeah. yeah. Arcade Club News. This is back in the UK, this. Back in the UK. This is excellent. We're not back in the UK. We're no, in an Airbnb no, in my bedroom right now. No, mate. This is awesome. Arcade Club have finally been featured in Retro Gamer for a nice eight-page spread. As they should. Interview with Andy, the owner. And I get a mention, Vic. Yeah, I get a mention. And the podcast. A podcast. And the podcast gets the pad a mention. Cost. That is so cool. I read it on the plane. You showed it, you had it on your phone on the PDF. You showed me it. Yeah, good to be recognised. Okay, Tom, definitely. I need to buy that. Mm-hmm. I showed me a lad. I said, Lou, come in up him and retro gamers. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm. What's between? Anyway, also, you can win a Nintendo Switch every week in December at the club. Just turn up, get a raffle ticket, play some games, go home, win the Switch. If you haven't got a Switch already, get to Arcade Club and try and win one. Or win They're amazing. One. Workshop news. Fire button fixed on Gallagher. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> You can't play Gallagher with that fiber. There's loads of stuff. These are just things I've written down. U-Beats, right? Yeah. The U-Beats. One of my favourite rhythm games. Obviously, they get dirty. The context 16 gets... clear buttons over a screen. Yeah. So that some poor guy has been cleaning. With a Q-tip. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah. And there's 60... There's each 
square button that's got four contacts. Times 16. So, yeah, so 64. <laughs> this is Imagine all the detritus in amongst that. Detritus. People sweaty playing that. Ooh. And also, new on the floor, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, mm-hmm. Truxton 2 for the, with the podcast we did. Trumpton 2. Yeah, and, get this, Vimana. Rare tower plan game. Oh, that's. I'm thinking of Viper Phase One. Is the one I like, isn't it? Mm. The riding. I'm, I'm open, spin off. I'm hoping my tower plan fascination is rubbing off on Andy and he's buying. He's got two Vimana boards. Oh wow! Nice, eh? Flipping it in candies. I take it. Nope, it's in the Goliath. Oh, okay. Fair There's enough. one for one for Berry, one for Leeds. Oh, I see. Fair enough. Cool. Arcade news. The only sort of bit of um, arcade news we've got at the moment is some sad news. Joel West, star of the movie Chasing Ghosts uh, Beyond the Arcade and Berserk Arcade World Record Holder, has passed away. He was only 58. Bless him. Rest in pixels, Joel. Yeah, what a shame. We saw some of his records up at the Ghosts. We did, yeah, because they've got little, they've got little um, cards on top with a world record at the top and then the three house highs from the arcade. Mm. And I think he'd been there and got some really good scores on there. Yeah. I played Berserk in both the arcades there. Really enjoy playing Berserk on a proper cow. It's really, it was a pleasure. Arcade pickups. Right, I've got a few. Um, the first one is the Atari S drive, or SD drive, uh, for my Atari computer with a lovely Bobby Adod. Thank you. <laughs> uh, a DK Spooky Remix Marquee from the lovely Alex. Uh, he got, he bought a, a DK Spooky Remix Arcade Marquee. And it, it didn't arrive in the post. I think it got lost in the post. So he, he emailed the guy who sold it to him and said what happened. He said, oh, okay, no problem. I'll send you another one. And a few weeks later after getting that, the original one turned up. It got lost somewhere. And he yeah. said to the guy, oh, I've got this. You want me to send it? No, just keep it. Sell it. Do what you want with it. So Alex gave it to me. Thank you, Alex. And it is a work of art. It's going to go on a, on my, a little back box for it with lighty up lights in it. Mm, I like their marquees. That, that particular one is really nicely made as well. It's brilliant. I bought some very, very thin solder, 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 and some small soldering tips for my uh, soldering little pie projects. Because I'm mm. doing a lot of these little tiny bits lately on the the surface mount parts. Yeah. And my my um, soldering iron is so big, it, it's like a chisel tip for normal stuff. And doing that is like cutting your toenails with a combine harvester. Yeah. Or <laughs> shaving with a scythe. I. I can recommend a very robust jam. Yeah. Something with some seeds in it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It can double as a good solder. What kind of knife would you use on it, though? A very small knife. You'd you'd use a scalpel. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Precision. Precision. Ms. Pac-Man, Bridge Direct Mini Arcade Machine, exclusive to Walmart. Mm. Fix It Felix Jr., exactly the same thing again, exclusive to Walmart. I'm so happy I've got those two. I've got... Twelve. Eight. No, that's the numbers. I think I've got eight of them now. I thought you had them all. No, the numbers in between are the the standard ones, which I don't collect. They're, they're not very good. They're mm. like a they're almost like a VFD game. Yeah, right. But these ones are actual screens, and I think they play close to the NES versions of the games. Mm. But they look decent, and you can actually even with that tiny little joystick, you can play the game properly on it. Mm. So it works quite nicely. The tiny Dig Dug arcade machine. Uh, thank you to Sean again for getting it for me. Uh, and you can't really play that one very well on this. It, they are really tiny. And weird thing is, that Dig Dug on there, it's got a vertical little tiny LCD screen about an inch small. But it, it, the game scrolls, which is weird. I don't think that is the NES version. I'm sure the NES version didn't scroll. Yeah. It didn't. 
So I'm not sure what version they've put on there. It's a bit weird. Weird hacked version. But it is licensed from Namco. So I'm not sure what's going on there. The amount of Pac-Man things we saw. Still. Like oh, God, yeah. Like, like Pac-Man games as you walk into the foyer bit. Yeah, they've got arcade redemption games. They're grabbers. Yeah. And there's one... Oh, the other one was um, Flaming Finger. Now, I know that sounds wrong. Yeah. But I've seen these in America before. It's like a weird cabinet with LEDs on it. And what you do is you put your finger on... It's not a screen, but it's like a maze. And you put your finger on it, and you've got to follow the thing round yeah. in a quick time. And I think if you get a certain speed and get to the goal quick enough, there's these little little doors on there, and they open up, and they've got prizes in. Mm. And a lot of them are like Pac-Man plushies and that kind of thing, Namco IP prizes. Really clever. I didn't have a go of it. There's, there's so much stuff as you walk around, like T-shirts and Pac-Man like stress balls. and it's There's more... St- Stuff now, merch, I would say, than there was when Pac-Man was released in the 80s. Like Namco I reckon, really, yeah. Really pushing it everywhere. Where I've been in America and in different places, I've been all over America in the past few years, and the, the games, especially the, the Pac-Man Gallagher anniversary cabs, you know, you've got like Ms. Pac-Man and Gallagher in the same cap, they are everywhere. I mean, you still get them in, in old school laundromats and bars, and they're just, and everyone in America knows Ms. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Gallagher. Mm. That's the main, and obviously Space Invaders, but those ones in particular, because they made the newer machines in the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. You, they're still everywhere. And that's a good thing. Well, various snacks from America, including our new favourite, mint-flavoured Twinkies. Yeah, bright red, which is a bit... Disturbing. Yeah. But they, they taste amazing. We've got some left. Uh, we'll get some more in a minute. I'm going I'm, I'm to take some back with me for the plane. I've got normal Twinkies to take back. Oh, have you? Yeah, and Cheez-Its, but wife. Uh, the other one I saw, which appealed to me, I'm going to get today, was pumpkin spiced flavoured Twinkies. Obviously left over from Halloween. So I'm going to get some of them. Don't you pull that face. Pumpkin's minging. Pumpkin's lovely. Don't say that in America. They love pumpkins. The, the flavour of it. Have you had, eaten it? Or you yeah, just... I love pumpkin. Pumpkin soup, pumpkin pie, amazing. You not just cut holes in them and stick them in the window for Halloween. You can do. You put it on your head and your brain will melt. And then, then just put the middle in the bin. No, it's lovely. I really like pumpkin. Yeah. Really like it. You've yeah. got to put a lot of sugar with it, though. Yeah. Or a lot of pepper if you're doing it savoury. Or chuck it in the bin. No, lovely. Okay. Uh, and I said earlier, limited edition, not to be found anywhere except Stern Pinball. Stern Pinball baseball caps. And arcade-related yeah, It's yep. very nice in Mike. Thank you. Thank that. you, Mike. Oh, 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 I tried to buy this, but Doc was having none of it. I tried to force money and one of his coins upon him. A Galloping Ghost tote bag. Put me shopping in. <laughs> you bought anything since here? Just a little bit of snacks and stuff, haven't snacks I? Snacks and things. We're going to go to uh, that video game shop in a minute anyway. Mm. So I might treat, treat yourself yeah. to something. That'd be cool. Listener feedback. Tons of feedback. Oh. This one's from Chris Press Plus. As this is the second time you've given a miss of one of my scores, I'll have to assume that you've gotten gotten something against us Americans. Oh, no, we have not. Did you miss the email again, Mr. Marland? I, I genuinely didn't think that one came through, honestly. I would, I would admit to it otherwise. Yeah, I didn't see it. But he goes on to say, um, it's not our fault that you keep making yourself sick by eating too many Cheez-Its. No, not that I had the greatest score in the world, but isn't your prejudice going to affect you when you visit in December? <laughs> you have to surround yourself with Yanks who adopt bad English accents to make you more comfortable. In all seriousness, though, it is a pain in the ass to check email when you're collating the scores. I'd be happy to submit in a different way, but I don't want to join Twitter. Is there an alternative you prefer? 
I'll tell you what. Facebook. I'll tell you what, Chris Plus Plus. I'll send you my number or WhatsApp, and you can contact me directly about that. That's fair enough. Uh, he says, thanks, great for an ep- great episode as always, Chris Plus Plus, your man in New Mexico. And just for prosperity, I'll paste what I sent to you. 91,760, made to round six. That was on Baluba Luke, no Denzetsu. Yeah. Uh, great job finding an obscure game with a very classic, classic-y elements. I like that you can steer yourself around while jumping and falling. Got one from the Idod. The Idod. The Idod. Bobby. The, the man that mods the bejesus out of anything that moves in somewhere. Dutch. I've, I've resumed my 10 pence listening. I've had to say that I'm very disappointed that you didn't refer to the Scottish Lightning game of House of the Ned, <laughs> a.k.a. Big Buck Fast Hunter. <laughs> Jerry Levine. Whoa, those two last week's flowback. Looking forward to listening. Mm, Lance Thompson, awesome show. And off to the Berlin Christmas markets with wife and, the com- and to the computer museum. Nice, you'll nice enjoy one. that. Andy Marsh, love the podcast. Can you guys do an arcade jargon section? Also, what's the difference between a bootleg and a genuine ROM? Why are there so many different ROM dumps for MAME? Why do MAME dumps say they are incomplete and in with an error? Can you clear this mess up for me? Mm. I believe I can. A bootleg is an exact copy of the code. And then no. It is. No. A hack is not an exact copy of the code. Bootleg's an exact copy of the code, I think. Uh, no, not really, because some, some bootlegs back in the day would remove the copyright messages. Right, yeah. But they're the same game, essentially, as you say, yeah. Mm. And, and hacks, because Crazy Kong is a, is a hack. It's not even a hack of Donkey Kong. It's a different code. It's done on different hardware mm. and rewritten. But to look like the game but it we, doesn't play the same we saw a game yesterday called Piranha yes which is a hack of Pac-Man you, it's got Pac-Man sounds in it it works on Pac-Man hardware it looks a bit like Pac-Man but a bit weird they've changed the graphics to fish the maze is yeah but it's got the same colour proms so it's got the mm. same palette and stuff mm. as well and also the other one I can think of that's, that's, that's supposed to be the same game it's totally different not as good is Zigzag Right. Which is a hack of Dig Dug. It looks nothing like it. It works on Galaxian hardware. It sounds horrible. It looks horrible. So a clone then is a remake of a game like Zigzag. Yeah. Someone's reprogrammed it. They've, they've cloned it. That's what I think. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think bootleg a lot of the time was stolen code. Yeah. But to, to get, well, they, I think back in the day they thought they could get away with nicking the code by removing the copyright, say copyright Namco, and just putting nothing on there. That's or just putting 1982. That's all the 60 and 1's got it, and they just put the date in, they're like, yeah. remove Konami yeah. and put like 1982 in. Chinese manufacturers have no idea of copyright. They don't understand copyright law at all, or care about it. Yeah. And they just get away with it. So yeah, um, there's so many different ROM dumps for Maine, because Maine tries to be very complete. So when they find, if, if one of the, the ROM dumpers, which there are many, find a game that's not in main. They'll dump the ROMs, get the information out, and send them to the main team. And then the main team can deem whether it's an important enough release to, mm. to do another clone set for it. And usually, they, nowadays, they don't tend to do it if the game is the same as another ROM. Another ROM. Because mm. it, it can be from a different board, but have exactly the same code as another one. So it's pointless. So it's, if there's no differences to it, What's the point of doing it? There really isn't. And there's, there's tons. I mean, Street Fighter 2, for instance, must have about 40 clones of different versions and hacked versions and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, yeah Batman Space. If you look at the amount of Space Invaders clones there is and, and hacks and yeah. legs. And-, and he also asked why main dumps say they're incomplete because I think some of the rarer games, people have dumped the ROMs and maybe one or two of the ROMs are corrupt. 
mm. and then Main tries to play it with its own drivers for that particular game and then realises all the code isn't there and will indicate it's not working or, or incomplete. Or custom chips that are not emulated. Yeah. So I think what they want to do is they, they put it they put it on MAME, include it in MAME. So when people play it and it says incomplete, that person may come across the board one day mm. and then they can send it and then they can complete it for, for just for completion, really. I think I think that's what it is, to my understanding. Garen, RGDS. I like the no phone while out walking with your good lady wife that's talking to me. I need to do more of that. Do you know of anyone who has changed the ROM of their Dodon Patchy Dioju Dog D Dog from from to white label to make it a black label? White label is so hard. I'm pants. I don't actually. It's a ROM thing, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I haven't seen that board. But I presume it says if it's standard EPROMs, you can just blow another EPROM mm. and, on your burner and do just do the the information in main. I'll get on to you about that, Garen. I'll see if we can do it for you. I think the RK Club one's black label. Okay. I think it is. Okay. Uh, Tin Bob. Brother of Bronze. Christ, that two weeks went fast. Thought I might actually play this one and get a score in time. Work has other ideas, clearly. Cheers for the podcast as ever, though. You read lovely boogers. You lovely boogers. Ben of Steel, Lewis Batcave and Matt Neo MK have been sending me pictures of scarp blocks. And they were going to post to me. I've actually got the ones Lewis gave to me. I went to the shop and he gave me scarp blocks. (laughs) Did you enjoy the one I left on your pillow when you stayed with us Wednesday night? Did you? That's you, isn't it? It is. I didn't, you leave, it? It, you, I didn't leave anything on your pillow. But yes, very I've, I've, I forgot I left it there. Uh, I'll make sure it's... Your there. dogs be eating it by now. Probably. Evoga. Mm. Uh, I noticed you pronounce kicks as kicks when I've always called it quicks. Like that scrummy, yummy, chocolate-covered snack which decreases in size every year. How do you pronounce, pronounce the various companies online called QNT? Can't say that. Nah. That's a wrong naughty word. <laughs> Matt Neo MK, great podcast by the way. Missed the deadline for the game, Baloo Baloo, managing about 239k, not a bad score without the flying thing. Good luck with the Chicago trip, sounds fab. Possible future pick, Kingdom Grand Prix by Rising. What a strange but fun shooter. Have a good trip. I've never heard of that game. It's a, it's a th- part of three games. There's king. They're called, is it is it Dimahu, which is the... I've heard of Dimahu, yeah. I think that's Kingdom Grand Prix. I might be wrong here. Oh, right, okay. And there's Saucer Striker, Great Mahu Daisakus. I might be getting these all wrong. Just be confident, Sean. Yeah. Be okay. confident. That's the 18 Rising games. There were all, there's three of those type of things. Sean, put that in the list. I will do. Do it right now. I will do. Buller. Hi, Tempencers. Another great episode in the bag. Victor's Christmas Sub Electro Tinkering sounds like a great project. Uh, will updates be posted on the website? They will. A great pick by Mr. Marlin this episode. I enjoyed listening to him bask in his glory while hooting the few who slagged his choice. Safe travels and look forward to 10 pence Chicago. Buller. P.S. Victor's soul impression on this episode made me spit my tea out at work. <laughs> Sal Buck. Hi, Sal. I wasn't too crazy about this one, you guys. It kind of grew on me, but then the difficulty leveled off and it just feels like you can't do any better. My score is... Matt Neo MK again. Entertaining podcast as always. Although I didn't manage a score in time, your Baloo Baloo find was a real stunner, Mr. Marland. Having always liked Star Force, there are some nice touches with a tech arm feel. Enjoy your very earned trip to Chicago. We all look forward to the live arcade walkarounds. New listener, Aaron. 
Hi, Vic and Sean. Just to say how much I'm enjoying the podcast. I'm a late has only discovered the podcast in number 110. Since then, I've been trying to catch up from the beginning and keep up with the current ones so I can join the next show's game. Keep up the good work, lads. I look forward to hearing all the shindaligans from Chicago. Uh, Chris Plus Plus, and he's given his score here. Uh, made it to round 10, which I think was close to completing the second world, the one with the clowns. My submission might be too late, as I've forgotten about the abridged playing period on this episode. We'll include it. Okay. As a sorry for me missing his last score. That's fair enough. Uh, whether my score counts or not, I wanted to get some feedback in because of the recommendation. The game is a lot of fun. If you want to play the best Anteater clone, a clone that's more fun than Anteater itself, in my opinion, you've got to boot up Oils Well by Sierra Online. It's practically identical on the Commodore 64 and Atari 8 bits. There's also a good version on the Coleco version. The difference in Oils Well is you can kill the enemy creatures by colliding with them head on. You only die when you walk in, they walk into the trail behind you. Ah. So there was a few kind of games like that. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, great pick, and thanks as always to the great show. I hope you're both enjoying our beautiful country and Sean for the first time, if I'm not mistaken. Second. Yeah, I went to Disney World, but I never left Disney World because we, did, we ran out of time. You did, because you went back home. Oh, yeah. Mickey. Shout out. Uh, first one is Bobby Idod, the patron saint of crappy old computers. He is. Thank you, Mr. Idod. Alex, Alex Crowley. Lord, Lord of Nintendo. Nintendo. Sadly... Missing at the moment. Mm. Uh, Doc Mac, Pete, and Kristen Hahn. Uh, Scott Lambert, Mike from Stern Pinball, very gracious. Uh, Pie Factory dude, Sean and Jim, and Jim's lad, Palin. Duke Dang. Duke Dang, he turned up as well. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant meeting Duke. I was hoping he was turn up. Uh, all the staff at the Galloping Ghost, and yeah. everyone who, who, who makes Logan worthwhile and Underground Retrograde as well. Uh, James White, who t- was the, uh, the ghost as well. Excellent player, who is his name on a bunch of those house high scores at the ghost. Yeah. He's everywhere on there. He's, he's good at a lot of games. I, I want to say an extra special thanks to Doc Mac, because he's been so gracious and we had such a fantastic time. And he spent so much of his time looking yes. after us. Yeah, it was brilliant. What a great guy. And finally, Tim Foley, who we were chatting to. He's, he's a regular at the ghost. And he, he was saying... Some Very knowledgeable sort of, guy. Yeah, he was talking about... One thing I should have realised, but I didn't. But he sort of grew up in Chicago mm-hmm. when all these in the eighties, when all these were here. You know, you had, you had yeah. loads of arcade companies. Valley Midway, Williams, yeah, uh, Stern, Gottlieb. There's a ton of them here. I think yeah. Taito had headquarters here as well. And he said it was like you're in the middle of something. And there were so many games that were put out on test in, our, in in different locations. And he said it was just fantastic. And now, like, he's back at the ghost. He can relive those years. Yeah. But, yeah, just, just to grow up in Chicago in the 80s would have been, late 70s, early 80s would have been great, wouldn't it? It would be cool. It was the centre of the arcade world. And the centre of mafia. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Another last and fi- final but not least... Shout-outs to Whitney, who travelled here. Mm. And unfortunately, let's give a shout-out to Brent as well. I would love to have seen Brent again. But hopefully next time we come, Brent can come along with us. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Trollnads. Mr. Trollnads! For driving Absolutely. I, I, I echo that. He's driven us everywhere without crashing. Yeah, he's, work, he's worked out the higher car for us. He's driven us everywhere. He's been absolutely loved, hasn't he? We love oh, him. I love. Should we give him a hug now? No. He's downstairs. No. That's too much. Let's scare him off. Okay. Best games by year. Well, our favourite games by the year, we're on to 1998 now. We're getting close to 2000, which is our cut-off point. Yeah. So 1998, uh, Sivern or Sivern. the dragon weapons from Kaneko. I love this. You know I rap. Oh, I didn't have played it. 
I rattle on about it. Did they have that in the ghost? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Dangan Feverone or Fever SOS by Cave, a disco bonkers and very low scoring for a cave game. Yes. Did you see that in the ghost? No. <gasps> it might be there. Did I? A lot of the shoot 'em up games in the ghost are in quite generic cabinets because a lot of those games didn't have their own cabinets. Just kits. And they, they've got two games in. So the Doc was very clever how he's put them in there. So you'd have uh, maybe. I don't think it's this one, but for instance, you'd have Escaluda and Escaluda 2 in the same mm. cabinet, or a Dragon Breed and Dragon Spirit, or something like that. that, that Rider Fighters and yeah. Rider Fighters Jack. Yeah, yeah, in the same cabinet. So that was pretty good. And then they may have had it in there. I didn't see that one. He is splitting them down, he said. In the oh, he does give them their own cabinet every now and again. Yeah. One will get its own thing, and then they'll... Yeah. Eventually, when he's got the space, there won't be any of them left. No. Next one... Esperadi Cave. I wonder who wrote this list, Vic. Well, yeah, I'll die. Yeah. 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 Mm. Esperadi mm. Cave and more cave. Nice little shooter. Uh, another one I like here, Gauntlet Legends from Atari. This is a later Atari game, released 12 years after Gauntlet 2. Yeah. I love this on Dreamcast. Mm. And they had that at the ghost. Next one, Panic Park from Namco. This is near the bar at Arcade Club Floor 2, the, the modern... It's slightly modern-ish. Yeah. No, there's lots of modern games there. I played this. I played it at Ground Control. They had it there. And it's as mad as Flip. A lot of fun, though. It's really good. Yeah, you've got two big levers, and you actually physically push the other person. Yeah, and you can smash into each other. Yeah. But, but it's, it's but a real it's heated a, game, it's isn't it? It's a physical game, yeah, yeah. So it's got to be really healthy. It, it's fun. Popper music from Konami. This, there's at least 22 sequels to this game. I've no. played, the, well, I, be, I believe the original one. It's got the big buttons, hasn't it? The yeah. big domed buttons. You play three players at the same time. It's a fun little um, mini games, isn't it? No, it's a rhythm game. Oh, that's a rhythm game. Yeah. That one, oh, okay. Piano rhythm game. Ding, ding, oh, I'm ding, thinking of something else. Ding, 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 ding. Oof, 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 oof. Doesn't ding, do that. Ding, 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 ding. Sega Rally 2 yeah. from Sega. That's a great game. Ding. Also on the Dreamcast. Mm. Soul Caliber. Oh, Soul Caliber Namco. Mm. Absolutely awesome game. That came with one of my ponies when I bought it. And I also loved it on the Dreamcast. One of the best games on Dreamcast. Mm. Star Wars Trilogy Arcade from Seeger. You like that one, don't you? It, I, it's all right. Mm. But, but it's, yeah, it's okay. Uh, Tetris, the Grandmaster from Arika. That's one of the more modern ones. Yeah. But nice game. Yeah. And if you're going to have a crisis, Vic, you might as well have a time crisis. Have two. Have two. Time crisis two from Namco. Is that regarded as the best one? It is, really, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what's probably your favourite out of that lot? Uh, easy. Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Soul Calibur for me. Soul Calibur. Love it. It's just a beautiful game as well. The graphics are amazing on it. Arcade quiz time. Right, we have to go downstairs now for the quiz because yeah. we've got some quiz masters. It's a bit yeah. different this time. Yeah. We've got Whitney and Mr. Tronad being a quiz master. So let's up sticks and get downstairs. Come on. We're coming, quiz masters. Yeah, you ready for your quizzes? So you've got a quiz for us. Whitney and Mr. Tronad's David has got a quiz for us. And we're gonna we're gonna buzz in. So what is your buzz sound gonna be, Sean? Uh, uh, I'm gonna go because <laughs> it's quick. I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna turn, that's gonna show to know who's doing what then. I'm gonna go A up. Yeah, that's oh. better. It needs to be voices. Go on. All right. You're, so <laughs> you've got A up. That's like Northern. What's the Southerner? I say. There we go. Right. <laughs> you wanna go first? Stellar. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. want me to go with the first question? Yeah. You guys ready? We're, we're ready. ready. Okay. All right. Put your thinking caps on and tell us what game allows you to end. 
fighting UFOs, but you start out fighting biplanes. I say, Victor. time pilot. Uh, 84. Oh, you got uh, Hey, up. Prehistoric Isle. Wait a minute, you can't buzz in, he's already got it. <laughs> Up yours, you. Well, was that right? Uh, no, we'll, we'll, no, uh, we'll, no, give, no. We'll give you time pilot. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, time pilot. Yeah, we're trying we're trying to create a false sense of security here. So, uh, so yeah. you guys double double guess yourself. We want to hear how many guesses everybody has before before we tell you the right one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. All right. Go on then. Right. FHMC refers to what sequel to a well known I say. Victor? Faster, harder, more challenging Cuba. That's correct. Yes, yeah. you got it. Hey, yeah. up. This is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. What was the second game in the Donkey Kong arcade series? I hey, say. Oh. oh, that's a tie. Junior. It is a tie. You going with Junior? That yeah. your answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Yeah. What? So we have to hand it over to Victor. You would have said Junior, wouldn't you, Vic? D2K. No. 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 Ah! <laughs> Should we give another go? Should we go? Does it go back to Sean? Do the whole yeah. question, because I think we buzzed in okay. too quick. What was the second game in the Donkey Kong arcade series? And this, The answer to this is on a technicality. Donkey Kong 3. Nope. 3, in the se- three is the second. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with that one. Right. No. They've got this wrong, Vic. We haven't got, we haven't got it wrong. We yeah. haven't got it wrong. No, no, I'm trying to think. It's Donkey Kong Jr. Is that... None of you get... Is that go, it? No, is that go Donkey Kong it's the USA ROM, the USA version of Donkey Kong. Oh, you did. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we, There's yeah. a Japanese ROM, which yeah. came out first, and then the US yeah. ROMs. Yeah. We, we, to- we totally hung you guys up on that. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Now, think, think, think about this one, okay? And you're, hey, almost, oh, you're, on, you're almost going to have to squint. You're almost going to have to make a face, okay? What classic driving game can you play on the motorway by squinting your eyes enough to just barely see? In the dark. I say Night driver. <laughs> That's not what you say to answer the question. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> but anyway, Vic was first. Night driver. Nope. Nope. Ah! Although, although that is a that is a great great guess. Great guess. Squint your eyes in the dark. I don't know. Let's go back upstairs. <laughs> rubbish. I've got two to your zero. This is so rubbish. Far. Are you giving up? No. no. Hang on. I don't know. Hang on. Radmobile. So you can barely see driving in the night. I don't know. Death Race. You're going to crash, aren't you? Oh, yeah. That's Death it. Race, that's terrible. These, these, are, tri- these are all trick questions. No, oh, I don't have trick questions. All, I can't get questions. normal questions. Yeah. All right, uh, number five. Leland or Cinematronics? Who produced Dragons Lake? Leland. That's not what you... Hey, up, Leland. Hey, up, hey, Leland. I say... <laughs> Cinematronics. Yeah, Vic's got it, it. Well, he did say hey, up before Vic said... Yeah. yeah. Well, You've got to say the word. To well, buzz he, did, in. he did say it after his answer. And Leland produced it. I'll let you have one then. You got one. Can we just shout the answer? Because I can't remember. No, you've got to say it. Well, Vic can manage it. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Go I go can on. multitask. Go on then. All right. Straight straight from the Galloping Ghost. Number six. What was the world record score for Argus? Hey, I say. Go on. Oh, this is nearest to it, by the way. Yeah. 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 Nearest, nearest to it. All right. Yeah. Sorry, you shouldn't. Four thousand points. New. 200,000. And it's like Price is Right. If you go higher, you bust. Higher? Yeah. Higher? They didn't say that. Well, yeah, it's all right because you haven't gone higher. So it's okay. Uh, okay. So don't, don't need to get upset. Just calm down. <laughs> you are actually nearer, Sean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sean gets well, it. There's a bonus point. Yeah, bonus point. Who holds that score? I, I say. Mike. 
A up on me. It's too late. Mike. Mike does. Mike from Stern. Not only can he not get the answers, he can't buzz in. <laughs> That's 3 2 to me. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. What are you doing with your fingers, Rick? You count the scores. You're counting. Zoo That's keeper. my scores on that show. Yeah. Is it four way or eight way? A up. Four. Oh! Very good. Very good, mate. Very good. Yeah, slammed right. that one. Right. All right. Think number, about three, number eight. Three knowledge of jams now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number eight. On the JAMA pinout, what pin does number 11 on the solder side do? I say. Yes. Coin lockout. No. A up. No. Sure. Insert coin. Nope. Nope. Look how many goals you want. <sighs> go on, you go next, Vic. Tilt. Nope. nope. Service. Nope. And just to say, we looked at a multitude of uh, different websites just to make sure we got this right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We've heard, it's it's we've one I never wire up, as far as I remember. Counter. Coin counter. No. No. I'm embarrassed. I don't know this. I should know this. <laughs> Off by half. It's 11's one. I'm really use. angry in a minute. I don't Green. know. <laughs> Green. <laughs> no, that's 42. That's like 12 and 13 on the solder. I don't know. Turn aside. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. These are terrible. I knew it was, I knew it was, I knew it was one I, I don't want to rock. Still at three each. Yeah. All right. Never now. Okay. Back up. Still a jam. Yeah. What is the colour of the wire for player one start on a jammer connector? I say black. I, I heard John first. Yeah. Black. It's brown. No, it's pink with green stripes. Where did you get that from? Mine are all brown. I don't know. I'm just the one we saw a picture of. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that's a throwaway question right yeah. there. Yes, okay. it is. All right. Number ten. What is the number one most valuable arcade game in existence today? I say. All right, Vic. Art Varkon. Interesting answer. Aop. Yes, sir. But incorrect. Uh huh. Star Wars cockpit. No. Nowhere near. No. Can we get another guess? Oh, sure, yeah. I might say um, Williams Blaster in a wooden cabinet. Oh, that's actually a very that's, good... That was on the list. That was on yeah. the list. But it yeah. was way, way Can I have some more guesses? Because I know quite a lot of the expensive ones. <laughs> well, we have to go back to Sean. What do you reckon? I reckon asteroids. Mm. I've already joked. I don't know. Um, the, the plastic one. I've forgotten the name of it now. Um, the uh, Duramold? No. The, tar- the Nutting Associates one. Computer oh, Space? Computer yeah, Space. Yeah, the Fireglass. Computer Space. That was on the list as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, Give us a clue. Uh, we don't know. What? You don't know? Yeah, yeah, we, we don't know. There isn't the, really. You the, can't, the it depends list, what you're going to pay for it, doesn't it? The list it? is totally subjective. Yeah. Now, there was one on the list that was significantly higher than that. Yeah, it, exactly, exactly. Mm. So, it, again, a trick question. We just we just like to make you guys. Tricky that. tricksters. Yes. We're gonna, I think we should tear up against these two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're a bunch of hucksters. You, know? <laughs> you yeah. really are. Yeah. All right. What have we got? Yep. Uh, the last question. Yes. Number it is. 11. Right, this is the tie. Right. Okay. This oh, is the tie. Yeah. Again, it's going to be like. Uh, pla- Price is right rules. Yeah, okay. go higher, right. you're out. Now put, okay. your, put your thinking caps on and ring the bell. Okay. <laughs> How many dots are there on the Pac-Man screen? I say. Well, we don't really need to buzz in because we're both going to get an answer. 255. Uh, Would you reckon, Sean? Sure? A up. <laughs> go on. It's less than that. I say. I'm going to go just less than that then. 158. I've got to have one more gas each. Yeah. Because you're way off. Yeah, keep going. Oh. Boom, way off. off. I'm doing the maze now in my head. <laughs> oh, I feel funny. Uh, 
All right, then. We're talking about dots. Yeah. Okay. 328. Would you listen? Higher. Lower. <laughs> higher. It's higher. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. No! 400! 400. Okay, so it's still higher. 512. Yeah, I'm never going to get this even so far off. It's... There are 64,512 dots. Pixels. Oh, pixels. oh, you. Oh, yes. 224 Actually, by 288. What if you play in HD? <laughs> well, another trick. We mentioned the actual dots, as in dots you eat. Yeah. You'd have been out on your answer, first answer, because it's 240, so you'd have yeah. been out. Oh. That's the right rules. You'd have been out. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I, get the, I get the point? No. No, because I think... Is there a, you've got three each. Is there a sudden, a sudden death? A sudden death? Give a sudden death off the top your head. Sudden death. Ooh, sudden death. You two are not doing these quizzes again, you know? No, you're not allowed. You know, that that was the whole point of this. Put me on the spot now. Sudden death. Yeah. yeah. Just think of a game. That... Okay, I've got one. Sudden Go death. On. Go on, Kate. What game has you dodging alligators, ducking logs, I say, picking up fruit? I say, swimmer. Oh, you got it. And oh, can sorry. also add... You're slightly wrong. There's no alligators in oh, there. There's no alligators? They're weird fish. Oh, weird yeah, yeah. fish. He just okay. talked himself out of a pocket. <laughs> yeah. when I, when I, thought, I thought it was alligators. When you first sure. said that, I was thinking Granny the Gators, mm. Granny the Gators. Jungle when you hunt. Said, I was thinking Jungle Hunt. That, that has got alligators, it has got alligators in, it? in. And it has got fruit, hidden fruit, no, it hasn't. in the trees. <laughs> Do you know what? Like pineapples. And yeah, are coconuts fruit? Because they throw coconuts at you later on in the day. They are fruit. Nice. I win that then. Is right then. Still a dead heat. I no, think, because, no, because no, I win. I win. Ha ha. The question was wrong. Well, <laughs> Come on, Mister. We're off upstairs. Okay. Let's finish the rest of the podcast. Thank off. you very much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Featured game review. This is our featured game review. Um, this is Sesame Mile Smile or Go Go Mile Smile Mile Smile from. Fuki Co. Limited, 1995. It's a joystick, four-way joystick, and one button to quickly retract. This is from the game. Mile and Yard are pursuing their dream. They had long been on a journey in order to make their dreams come true. Then one day, a fairy appeared in front of them. Please help me rescue the princess. Princess has been kidnapped by the demon Hector. If you can rescue the young and beautiful princess, you will get a great reward. Reward? A beautiful princess? What's wrong with you, fairy? Let's go rescue the princess. (laughs) All right, for the beautiful princess, I'll lend you a helping hand. In order for you to rescue the princess, you have to gather the secret treasures in Hector World. Hector. And then have to seal Demon Hector up. Oh, I don't like demons called Hector. Neither do I. You seem to play as an egg with a bunch of chicks hidden inside. And you can roam around the maze, which is the safe area. The baddies can't get you. And when you enter into the maze to grab gems, the top of the egg comes off and the chicks emerge from the egg. You leave a long line of chicks behind you between the top half and the bottom half of the egg, which is in the safe area. So, yeah. If the baddies touch any part of you that's inside the maze, you lose one of your three lives. The more gems you get in one move, the more points they're worth. If a baddie is closing in on, your, on you, you can quickly press the, re, the rapid retract button and the chicks will shoot back into the top half of the egg on the sidelines. When all the gems are collected, the level is done. In the two-player game, 
which I watched the video of, you compete to see who can grab the most gems from the level. The player who collects most gems gets a bonus. It's as simple as that. Uh, rather like a multi-sided anteater. Every now and again, the fairy you met in the story drops a bonus prize onto the screen for you to get. So it's quite a simple game, isn't it? There's mm. not a lot going on in it. It's, um, the graphics are good. Yeah, it's I all think. right, so isn't it? The varied graphics. And I, I saw someone doing it on YouTube, and they can. The more the more of the eggs you pick up, the more yes. of the dots you pick up, the, the bigger the bonus the, you get. The points go up, yeah. And this guy was he knew the movement patterns of the enemy, so he was just sitting around in the maze and then just collecting all the dots almost every time on the earlier levels, getting thousands and thousands of points. Right. Plus the bonuses. Yep. You pick up the bonuses, some of them can make you invulnerable and others could give you like like the thrust. Oh, they've got powers, have they? Yeah. Okay. One of them, you can kill the bad guys. You can just run straight through them quickly. Oh, right. I didn't play a lot of the game, but the only sort of tips and secrets I can think of is you can pattern the levels, like you say, and get them in one go. Yeah. Uh, and then the gems get more and more points as they go up. Because I didn't really play a lot of this game, because I thought it was very, very simple. Uh, the graphics are colourful and fun. They look nice. Uh, the music's all right. Weird storytelling animation, which is a bit odd at the start. Yeah. And I noticed the, the fairy in it has got cross eyes. Yeah. Cross-eyed fairy. <laughs> the cabinet art, absolutely none. Uh, a flyer does exist, but no other artwork. Nobody has themed a cabinet to play this game. It couldn't have been that important or even that... Is it a Korean company, maybe? Fuki? Could be. Don't think it's Japanese. You can... If you go into the dips, you can change it from Susumi to Go-Go Miles Mo. You can change it to English. Oh, maybe it is Japanese, though. All the text is then English. Yes. And certain people playing on Raspberry Pi are having a problem starting the game. You have to go through the... Every time you started the game, you have to go through the long, boring, you know, story screens. Yeah. And then it would start. I think Advanced Mame, you couldn't, you couldn't go through it. But one of the other mames, I think is 2003, yeah. you could just press... One button and it'd skip each part of the intro scene. Oh, okay. And I might agree with the arcade, I could do that. I could just keep pressing start, I think it was, and I'd go through it all and then start. Yeah. But some poor people are having to sit through like <sighs> a minute and a half of rubbish. Before that wouldn't can... help with this game, would it? No. There is actually a bit of trivia I've found out, which is yeah, quite interesting. If you play this while eating a fried egg sandwich, mm-hmm. the player character tuts at you loudly. Really? Loud enough for you can actually hear. Wow. But you can't really say anything about it. What can you do, man? Yeah, we we have played this game, but back in England, I've, I've, I got about. We're going to have to do the scores later. Yes. Shall we put them on the website? We can do. Yeah. Yeah. I as as we record this, from what I've seen on Twitter, Chris Mooncrested Bootleg has got the highest score. Oh, he does get into a game now and again, doesn't yeah, he? When he, he likes does. it. But I'll check because I've not had any data out here, and I've just I've just been relying on Wi-Fi. And I'll check when we get back, and we'll put the scores on the website okay. with the comments. So yeah. there's some lot of a lot of people have said it needs a four way stick. Obviously, yeah, as you really struggle. Yeah, because when you're going through the maze, you don't want to be getting caught on diagonals because it slows you down. And you've got to do things quickly when you do it. And the clowns on level ten are, are, are really difficult to do. But if you know how they, clowns move, are always difficult. Yeah, mm. you, you can unless you're Circus Charles. Awesome. I got through them and I got to some weird kind of green elf things and they were easier than the clowns. Okay. Quite a few a, people. A lot of people were saying after level 10 it goes slower again and easier. Yeah. So you've got a plateau at level 10. And have you seen the boss levels? No, I haven't. I've not played it that much. I, I think my score was about 190,000 odd. I, got I didn't three, play much. 348 something I got. But the boss levels... 
there's switches on the screen. Yeah. On the first one, I got to the first boss level, and you've got to use your, your snakey fella to hit each switch. You hit each four switches, and the, and the baddie at the top of the screen falls down, and you've killed him. Oh, okay. That's an interesting... Yeah. Because the game seems very similar, all the levels, just a maze, mm. with different colours, different themes, maybe. But the game is kind of a rip-off of Anteater, where you've got the long bit you've got to move around and stuff. I, I like it better. I think it's faster moving. Yeah, I really, and I really like the graphics. I reckon they're really colourful and yeah, yeah they look good. It's, it's a 1995, so they've got to be yeah. a bit better, really. Yeah. And they're well drawn. Mm. The art style is quite nice. They could have done a bodge job of it. It looks okay, I think. And the sounds are alright for a later game. Yeah, so we have got scores. Mine was about, as far as I remember, about 190,000. I didn't put a lot of time into it. I thought the game was a bit meh. Nothing wrong with it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't annoying. Uh, it was a fair enough game, but it just didn't really grab me, to be honest with you. Yeah, like I said, we've not had a hell of a lot of time because we've been getting ready for this vacation. Yeah, I'd give it three out of five if I was going to yeah. rate it in a five. I would, I would yeah. Yeah, nice little game, nice little game. I'm glad people enjoyed it, though. Next show's game. Uh, we got the absolutely brilliant Doc Mac, who knows about games, put it that way, to choose... Next show's game. We did put him on the spot a bit. We put him on the spot a bit, but he came up trumps with us. I've had a quick look at YouTube of the game. It looks decent. And it is Cliffhanger Edward Randy. That's the full name of the game. It'd be standard settings. It's from Data East. Uh, the ROM is E-D-R-A-N-D-1, Ed Randy 1. Uh, and just standard settings. I presume it's lives three, difficulty normal, that sort of thing. I have no idea at all what it is. What is it? It's like a, a scrolling fighter game, but it's got you, you, you use acrobatics in the game. It looks quite good. Wow! Nice looking art style, sixteen bit art style. So get onto that, kids and kids and people. We're about to go to the shops now in in Chicago. Do some stuff. Have more some shops. Breakfast. 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 Shops for breakfast. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed our trip and hope you enjoyed the silly little daft clips. And have a look on YouTube for some of the little video walkarounds we did and also some of the things I did for the games. Mm. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you very much, kids. Goodbye. And some audio from the last day in Chicago. We've had the best day at Galloping Ghost from about 11 o'clock this morning. It's been absolutely brilliant. I love the place. It has. We've actually played some cool stuff as well. We haven't just talked all day. Yeah. Mainly and hung out with the, the Galloping Ghost. Uh, we've hung out with uh, Sean Courtney and Jimmy G from the Pie Factory podcast. Yeah. Met Duke Dang. Uh, met some other people. James White. And, yeah, and Doc, players. of course, he's, he's showed us loads of great stuff. Yeah. Oh, Mike, yeah. Fantastic Mike, Mike guy. Mike from Stern. Yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah, fantastic guy. Uh, and, uh, and we had a great breakfast as well at Tony's across oh the road. Oh, my Lord. A skillet. Had a skillet, Vic. I, I had a huge steak and eggs and toast. You and had a steak snake, weren't it? Or Watch a, out for steaks. Or a scarf. Like a scarf. Scarf of Massive. Meat. Huge. I don't know how you ate that. And uh, Doc was kind enough to show us the pinball place, which is going to be open in a few weeks. And I played a Williams Varcon. Yeah, it, I did. It's so good. It's Uber rare. Ridiculously stupidly rare. And it was a pleasure to play it. I, I, it's silly saying it, I would love to have one. I'll never get one. I'll probably never play one again unless I go back there. It was such a fun game to play. And it's really interesting how it works. It's a little tiny pinball table in an upright cabinet, which is mirrored onto a back glass. 
and then you see the display in the back in the back door reflecting through the back glass. It's a really clever game. And when you get into it, and you get there's other levels on it which you, you don't even see until it opens up. It's a really, really clever game. It's a shame it didn't work out because I'd like to see more of these. It's so cool. It's awesome that. Mm -hmm. And now we're on the way. Oh, what did you do, Trainer? You broke two house highs, didn't I, you? I just played a lot of games that I already own. Of course, that's, that's what you do when you go. But yeah. you beat the house high, oh, yeah, Galloping Ghost house high on Mappy and Crystal Castle. Crystal Castle. Second place to Mark Alpert, so that's not a bad going. It's very good. He's the world record on his feet. And now we're going for a heavy metal burger, yeah. which is not not a, a, not a burger made of not metal. a burger made of burger made of lead. It's it's a heavy metal burger. All right. Well, kids, this is the last entry into our arcade road trip we've just been to pixel blast arcade in lyle illinois and it was excellent it's a nice little arcade about 100 cabs all really well kept really nice little atmosphere what do you think vic what do you think oh, i absolutely loved it a quarter it. of a mile use the right lane to take the interstate <laughs> what does she janet liked it as janet well liked it. well done janet what do you think expansion Dave? on the cars you said don't forget that yeah, yeah looking at buying next door yeah, yeah. Most places are around it, so it's obviously doing really well. It's been going for about two years now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely lovely couple who own it. Absolutely, yeah. Really nice to us. Um, and some of the games you played, they are absolutely beautiful games in there. They're really, really nicely kept. Good selection. Use the uh, right lane to take the interstate. All right, Janet. Slip Road. Slip Road Janet, you call her. <laughs> um, they had sort of... Yeah, the mile. Merge onto Interstate 88 <laughs> They had a nice shoot 'em up section, a nice classic section, a couple of tables, a red tent. They had a driving section, a gun section. They had a Mad Dog McCree 2, which, which is I played, a yeah. rare game. Yeah. I didn't play it because I went into that. They also had this really weird IREM racing game. It was like an EM game where you, you moved these, these ramps up and down to get a ball to the top. Mm, yeah. I was useless at it, but it was a really interesting piece of kit. And also, do you ever go on that um, puck game? It's like a bowling game where you threw a puck down a, an alley. No. I've played one before in Seattle, an older game, and it's like a flat table with a heavy metal puck. And on the table, you scatter these tiny little wax beads and you brush them around. So it's on, and they, they glide on top of the balls, like ball bearings, like tiny yeah. ball bearings. And it's a really cool little game. And a few little pinballs, well, not a very big pinball section, but a nicely kept pinball section. Really, really nice arcade. And again, with this one, Really good layout and, and light system and lovely posters on the wall. Jeff Lee had been a regular there and signed the Cuba and all sorts of stuff. He was yeah. also telling me the Mad Planets he got there. He said, have you played it yet? I said, I've played it before. He said, yeah, that so. one was owned by the, uh, the programmer who made the game. Wow. And he Didn't sold it to him. Played really well. Yeah, he, he said it, he bought it off the guy um, before he passed away, unfortunately. And uh, they're just testing it, make sure it's reliable and everything. But that is the one that the, the owner had in his own basement or whatever. So, yeah, really, really nice. Um, they had a Phoenix in there. I got the high score on that of the highest house high. It wasn't very high because I'm not used to playing with buttons, but it was good. I got the house high on Dig Dug. Dave, did you get the house high on Crystal Castle? Crystal Castle. Mr. Do. Mr. Do as well? Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably could have done Mr. Do's Castle on. Um... I'm which not familiar with that game. It's the only place we saw that, Mr. Castle, and that's all the places we've been. That's the only one I've seen. Yeah, it's interesting seeing them in a proper cabin. I've not yeah, seen it one before. Yeah, we had um, CPO and everything. It was, um, you didn't think it was originally a Dewey's Castle, though, did you? No, no, that was um, a stern cabin. It looked like but it was probably a frenzy. They've done a decent job on it because they've got a CPO on there and, you know, and, a, and a marquee and that. And it played well. I've noticed a lot of the games we've seen, 
in some of the arcades aren't dedicated cabinets because sometimes they didn't have a dedicated cabinet but they've they converted yeah. a cabinet they've done it nicely nice marquee bezel art control panel maybe even side art sometimes yeah, I, I like the little button you can press with the credits as well that was a neat little yes it's one of those things Sean and I commented on a little while ago it's like a very very thin uh, pressure pad that looks like a coin you can put whatever sticker you like on it you put your own logo on it 10 oh, pences okay. on it whatever and it's got a very thin ribbon cable that goes inside the coin door so you haven't got to drill a massive great hole in your cabinet and it's a really nice way of doing it. He said they've been using them for two years now. Hardly any have broken down. They've been really good. And they're, they're not invasive to the cabinet the ones at that are all. Broken, they probably have kids picking them off or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's only a thin, like a... There's not much to go wrong, is there? Yeah, it's like a little sort of, um, like, what's the word? Uh, sticker. Yeah, it's like a sticker. I'd like to spend, uh, we're only there for a couple of hours. I'd like to spend loads more hours there. It's great. Yeah, it was a lovely place. And, and Terry, the owner there with his wife, Absolutely lovely people, really yeah. chatty, telling us all sorts of stories that are interesting to do with the arcade. Uh, and yeah, and as you said, they expanded before long. Uh, give us yeah. a nice gift on the, ex on the way out. Yes, so we, we had some really nice... Uh, took a picture and that, it was good. Cuba pictures, which is going to go on top of my Cuba cabinet. And some badges. Some badges, some pins. Look at them kids. Yeah, one of them's going on my bag for work, definitely. And also we had to say goodbye to Whitney a few hours ago. He's flying back to Louisville. Safe on the plane, everyone, don't worry. Yeah, and we had a great breakfast at Breakfast McBreakfast Face. What was it called? Ooh, something and something. I can't remember. Something and Eagle. Begin with L. Yeah. Langman and Eagle or something? I had a burrito. I had a burrito too. Very nice. And Dave had his favourite, French toast. With loads of bananas and stuff on it. Yeah, the food's been great. The arcade games have been great. The... Company's been great. Co company's questionable. Oh, the hospitality. Of Apart from that. <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah. Video, video games then and now. Yes, we earlier. In there, yeah, oh, that was yeah. cool. Little, well, big store, wasn't it? It's was a big store full of cool retro. I bought some uh, Intellivision cartridges. I don't think I've got. And Whitney bought a few things as well. Um, but we also saw the Vectrex multi-car on sale. I've never seen on sale in a shop before. And I believe that is Sean Kelly's actual shop. The guy who makes the cartridge. Yeah, we should have asked. And it's, I didn't realise until afterwards. Yeah. It, I sort of clicked in my mind afterwards because it was being sold there with the overlay in the box. And I remember the Pie Factory guys saying that he's got a shop in, in Illinois and it, it was that one. I looked up and it was that one. So that was a really cool place. Awesome. We've been to some cool places and I'm sure we've missed some as well. Yeah. But the next time we come in a year or so, perhaps we'll go and see him again. Yeah, we're about, I don't know, about 40 minutes away from the airport. 18. We're very close. Oh, we're going to put the car in the car stoppy place. The box. That's it, and then we're going to the go car. on the plane, fly home, and go home It'll to be miserable house. again. Yeah. We've got uh, a day off when we get back, though. I've got a day have, off when we yeah. get back. So it's nice. But we're going to land in London, so I've got to... I don't know if we're going to go home for a warm... Yeah, it has been cold, hasn't yeah, it? It's been flipping freezing, but we've been inside most of the time, and the hospitality has warmed us up. Oh, that's a good day. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes... And leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups, and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 